Kick Knowledge Podcast. We'll start up another one. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I got Julius, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, I'm going to talk about whatever comes up. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you asked me about the the comic books. Mm-hmm. So, I got the comic books, like, um, I got, like, I think it was, like, 5,000 comic books, I think I got. That's I, a lot. I know. And I bought, I bought three of them. I bought 3,000 of them off a guy in... Um, I think it was like in Tinley Park or something, mm-hmm. and uh, he was selling them for like I don't know I think it was like a thousand or something dollars he wanted for them. I got it down for like nine hundred, so I ended up paying like thirty three cents each comic book. Yeah, and it was like they sell for like a dollar at the flea market. Some of them sell for a dollar. There's some there's some in there like normal comic books go for like four bucks, five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that he had are um, like from the eighties, which a lot of them are from the eighties, whatever. But then you have some like Silver Age ones. Those are from like the. Um, like the fifties, you know, the forties, the thirties, yeah. you know, like when 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 Superman first came out and stuff like that. Yeah. And those are worth some money. Like you can buy some. Some of them cost like twenty bucks. Some of them thirty. Some of them are a hundred. Some of them are a hundred thousand. Some of them are a million dollars. Yeah. Like the Spider Man. I think it's like issue one, Amazing Spider Man, where uh-huh. Spider Man is like featured for the first time. Yeah. That's like a like I think it's like a two million or three million dollar. If you get like a nine point eight or a nine point nine grade. Uh, you know, uh, grading a comic book is when they they slab it. It's uh, they take it and they like review to make sure it's perfect condition, whatever, and they give you a grade. Yeah, and that that de- defines the, the value of the of the comic book. Dude, that's that's wow. That's funny because I just saw a video on um, like a clip from The Simpsons, and uh, Bart goes into the comic book store and he's like, "Oh, do you got Spider Man here?" And he's like, "I want that one." He's like, "You can't have that one." You know, this one's like the most limited edition, the first one. And you're talking about that exact <laughs> one, dude. That's wild, bro. No, yeah, like I saw, I saw an episode of um, of um, how much do you think that runs for? Which one? The Spider-Man. One. Oh no, it depends. Like it can be like millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands. Yeah, if you can find it, you know, it's still out. There's still some out there, dude. You know, yeah. like I watched an episode of uh, American Pickers, uh-huh. and like uh, they found one in some guys, but the guy knew what he had, you know. Okay. And, he knew that it was, a, it, but it was like really like, not in the greatest condition. Like it was really fucked up. But even uh, even like a zero point one, dude. Like, somebody doesn't even it. matter. It's still worth money. Yeah. Like even if you found it with like no cover, mm. it's it's still worth a lot of money. You Definitely. know what I mean? And he, I think he paid like, like like twenty or thirty thousand dollars for that comic book. I, I don't know. You have to look. You have to wow. watch the episode. But I, I know he paid a lot for it. It wasn't like no no thousand dollars. Thanks too. Like, I bet they refurbish. Like, you know, we'll fix it up again, and, you know, I'm sure there's some type of stuff like that. No, yeah, and then, like, uh, the, anyways, like, the, the point was when I bought them, I was like, I was like, uh, let me see if I can find any gems in here, you know? But usually when you get comic books, they're, like, they're already, like, sifted through or whatever. Mm. So, like, you'll be lucky if you find, like, a gem. Yeah. You know, and, uh, like, no key issues or whatever. Mm. But the guy was, like, telling me, like, he's a big collector or whatever, and, like, he got these, like, so dirt cheap. And there were so many of them yeah. that he went through a few of them, but he was like, I didn't want to bother, so I just I just want to get rid of it because they're from the '80s, like you know. Yeah. I didn't really want to go through it, and I was like, Well, I'll buy them. He's like, I'll never. He's like, I'll never sell another lot this cheap ever. So like, you're lucky. He's like, yeah. told me. He's like, and you'll probably find a gem or two in there because I didn't sift through them all. So I was like, Cool. So I went and got them, and then I I, I have dude, I have literally have not gone through those. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you if you've gone through them. No way, man. You gotta take like a good day or two to just be like, all right, where's this gem at? 
No, but, but it, I, it takes the time though because you also have to. I'm pretty sure you have to go on and look and cite them up, and there's like a certain website where it's like, oh yeah, this is it's yeah, this much. That's the hard part, dude. Like trying to find the value of it. Yeah. Yeah, because like they don't they don't have a website that really just shows you. At least I don't know a website that just shows you like the price. Like, mm-hmm. this is what it costs. Yeah. You know what I mean, this, you gotta is, this is what it's marketing worth, you know? stuff. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta Google it, and then you gotta go to like. Uh, eBay, we see what it's selling or what the last one sold for, you know, yeah. what people want to pay for or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, that kind of sucks because there's no, there's no, like, really value. Right. You know, unless you know you got a really good one and you're going to get it appraised or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so they can tell you, like, what it, they think it's worth. But that's, that's the hardest part is trying to figure out. But what I did find is, like, so far when I sift through them, I found, like, some um, ghost, uh, I think, ghostwriter? Yeah, ghostwriter. Yeah. And then I found a couple of issues, like, they're, like, a hundred dollars. 200 bucks you know that they sold for or whatever yeah and so like i was like oh at least i got 100 bucks here you know, I, I, I know i made my money back you know definitely so. and just how you said it's what you said you paid 33, 33 cents, cents right yeah you go to a flea market bro sell them for a dollar somebody's gonna pick yeah. them up like yeah i like this and like the the horrible the horrible thing that i come to realization is like i don't want to give them up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like i didn't mind like it's like if i give it up and then like find out it was worth something like man i used to have that issue you know yeah. like i used to have it and like i got rid of it man i sold it for like yeah. 10 bucks you know because i didn't know what i had yeah and like i found i found like these x-men ones you know mm-hmm. and uh i didn't think there were repops like reprints because like the ones i kept on finding online they were reprinted in 2002 and these were not the same because the covers were different yeah but they're not the original either because like this x-men one that i had was uh i think it was volume four or something like that and it has like introducing magneto as scarlet witch and the silver surfer mm-hmm. and like the scarlet witch is green you know and then in the, the repop she's red because they made a mistake on the cover oh, okay. so like the original one like there's one like two hundred thousand dollars you know, so I was like, oh, I got a gym. I thought I had a gym, right? But then I ended up finding out that it's uh, it's from the 1980s. Oh, okay. Reprint. So it's worth like 80 bucks. Yeah. Like 40, 80 bucks. Yeah. You know? The 2002 one's worth like five bucks. Uh-huh. You know, but if it was the original, yeah. well, I don't know. I think it's from the 70s or something like that. I think it's like 78 or something. Yeah. Or 76. It would have been worth like thousands. It's like $3,000, $4,000. Just, just ungraded not checked or whatever just in yeah. decent condition i could have sold it on the low for like three grand yeah and i could have sold it on the high if i wanted to just because i want to because i have it i could have sold it for like 20 grand if i wanted to but no i don't know if anybody would buy it but if i got it graded and then it was like a <laughs> nine point something that could have been like a hundred thousand dollars that's what it's going for you know so yeah. but i wasn't that lucky man. you know yeah. so, and i don't know like i said i don't know what's in there mm-hmm. you know and i went to a, i went to a flea and then like you know and i had to learn from my mistakes too man because i got i got i got screwed on one where i bought a box and i thought i was getting a deal of a lifetime right i gave him 100 bucks for the box mm-hmm. and he was trying to make it seem like oh you know we don't sell boxes like that you have to buy them in division and they were selling them for like 75 cents a comic book so i figured oh, i'll give you 100 bucks this entire comic book. there's like 300 comic books in there you know he was like you know trying to get more money out of me right and i was like no nah, i'm not doing 100 and he was like you know what i feel like you know uh, i'm gonna give you a deal I'll, I'll give it to you for 100 bucks bro i was like walking out like oh yeah dude this guy's a sucker you know dude i'm <laughs> the sucker bro like i didn't even i didn't even go th- i didn't sift through it or nothing but when i got home man i, I like half of the fucking box is full of like free comic book like like fake comic books and like ripped up uh like fillers you know like just yeah. garbage like nothing it's not even real comic books it was just like like little kids happy meal comic book type of stuff you know what i mean it was uh, i was so mad dude i was so wait mad. so you didn't get to sift through it like uh-uh. before 
No, he was like, well, you just got to take it. And I was like, I'll no, take it. Dude, it, I would have been like, I know, yeah. man, because, because I looked through the first couple and I saw a couple of Supermans and I was like, oh, yeah, we got some good ones in here. You yeah. know, and I was like, stupid, man. So stupid. But I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you, it you, happens, you, you live and you learn, dude. Right. So I was like, you know, I got I got pinched, man, on that one. And yeah. then I went to I went to a flea market and I bought that guy. I didn't even negotiate with him. I was like, oh, I'll give you the box because I had bought the other one for a hundred bucks, you know, yeah. and he had a full box, too. And I was like. I'll give you like 50, uh, I think it was like, no, I paid like 60 bucks for it. And he was like, yeah, he jumped at the opportunity, right? He sold it to me. And I was like, cool. So I grabbed that one. And then I was disappointed in it because it was mostly like a lot of indie. So that means it's not DC or Marvel. It's like oh. Black Horse and stuff. But there's some good ones that are Black Horses yeah. and stuff or indie ones. Some of the indie ones are worth money what too, but I, I don't know anything about indie. What does that mean? Like indie as Like in, independent? Like in, people who make their own like, yeah, but there's separate like, Yeah, but there's like them. some people, like some independents are like, like are well-known comic books like like i think it's like the mutants might be one or um mm. starman or something like that i don't know yeah but there's but they're independent and then uh like 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 i said like black horse or uh something else icon comic books or whatever okay and some of them are worth money though like some of them are worth yeah. a good, good amount of money you know like it's like it's some independent ones are like street fighter like street fighter oh. it's a well-known one but it's not dc and it's not marvel you know, right. it's an independent yeah, you I don't even know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Comics learned, with that. You know, I learned so. Yeah. Um, but I found some. Like I, look, I looked some up, and then like some of the independent ones were going for like a thousand dollars that I had in that box. So uh-huh. I felt good about it. So I was like, all right, cool. And then I got. I ended up going to, uh, I, I, you know, my secret <laughs> where I find <laughs> the good ones at are um, antique stores. Oh, okay. So like, if you go to an antique store, uh-huh. they have. Some people have comic books in there, you know. Yeah. And like, I've seen that. Yeah, and then like people don't, you know, they don't, don't even, don't even glance at them, you know. So I go, and I found a bunch of like golden and silver age ones in there, like some some real old Superman and Batman ones, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I paid like like eight nine dollars for them, you know what I mean, a piece. But mm-hmm. you know, they're worth like thirty, forty, fifty bucks. So it wasn't it wasn't that bad of a of a. It's still a profit. It's still something that you're like, okay, if I decide to sell it, I can, you know. Yeah. But even if you hold on to them, maybe they'll um, go up in value. I know that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. About uh, we're talking about comics right now. Oh, comics. he's got some of the comics. Because yeah, I asked him about his collection. I'm like, how long have you been holding on to like all this stuff? Uh-huh. Like, what's your wait? Started because I got a good question for you. It's it's already started. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so what's like your oldest? Or like, what have you been? One of your pieces that like you've been holding on to for like a while, like your oldest one, like your first one. Like, do you have something like that here? That it's the Superman ones. Okay. Yeah, it's got. I got some Supermans from like, from like the adventure, the adventure comics, and like uh-huh. like their old issues or whatever. Uh-huh. What are they worth? I don't know. But I, I I started I started doing this not because of like the value of the comic books. I started buying them because of the artwork. Yeah, because I don't read comic books, dude. I'm not sitting there like reading the comic book and like all into it, or whatever. I bought it because I thought the artwork looked cool, you know. So I was like really into like the holographic ones and like the cool artwork, and I liked, I liked the old, old ones because the artwork was like dope, you know. And it yeah. wasn't like, uh, I don't know, it just didn't look cheesy. But then like if you look at some of the '80s ones, you can totally tell they're from the '80s, or yeah. you can see <laughs> some ones from the, the '70s. You can yeah, totally tell it's from the 70s, like Superman's haircut. You know, like, it's, form and yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all like all weird looking, his body type, it's like, it totally changes you from like the original Superman, you know? So you can tell the time periods of the comic books and whatever. Yeah. And like the Joker ones are pretty dope. So then I got into that and then I started getting into like, uh, like uh, Funko Pops, whatever. I didn't know much about them, but I started, I started collecting them and then like I got into like, 
you know, like uh, the displays, like the Joker displays or like our statues or whatever from like, you know, different comics or what. Yeah. And then I got into like, I slowly started getting into like buying weird antiques, but not like furniture, like, you know, just like weird stuff. Like, I got this like, I got this like suitcase over there. It's like a grandma, ready to go to grandma's house suitcase or whatever. Yeah, I see it. It's from like the, I think it's from the 40s or something. And uh, it's going for like 300 bucks or something like that. And I got it for like $40. You know, and the cool thing is I use my Google Lens on my phone without a Google Home, so uh-huh. I just Google Lens it, and it tells me, like, what something sold prior, what it's worth, you know, like, people are selling it for. Yeah. So, like, I, I make a decision if it's worth buying or not buying it, you know, if it's, like, ah, I'm not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. But I've sold, cool. I've sold some stuff, man, you know, like, I, I went to I went to a thrift store, and I found these Transformers. I got I got little ones still left, and they're from, they're from 1990-something, I think, and uh, their original... Transformers from Japan and original Hasbro in the box still it's over yeah. there by the Iron Man thing and like I put them online Robin. I put them online and like they were like people were just like bidding on it like crazy dude yeah. I, I spent like $12 on one and I ended up selling it for like I think like a hundred and something dollars mm-hmm. and then I had like five of them and they all sold above a hundred bucks all of them you know, and like uh-huh. I had the little ones, I never, I didn't post the little ones. Cause I was like, oh, I might as well keep them because like they are old and they are rare. You know, I don't want to get rid of everything. You know, yeah. You know, like as my kids get older and stuff, you know, it just gets more, you know, rare. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much it'll go up in value. It just depends on what movies come out when they're older. You know. Yeah. And it makes it popular again. I mean, nowadays they're uh, rebooting and adding on to stories like, like crazy too. You know, it's like. You never know what they're gonna bring up again. Yeah, like they just came out with that Transformers movie, Rise of the Beast. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With yeah. the Beast Wars. Yeah. 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 And I didn't even, bro. Yeah, I didn't know that existed. Like, you never Paul, seen Beast Wars, bro? Yeah. Paul, oh, Paul told young, me. Bro. Paul told me on <laughs> that. That was before they became. That before that came out. Before they came out as vehicles. Yeah, but yeah. Beast Wars. Beast Wars was like invented like after the Transformers. That's obviously, true. we saw when we were kids, and they were like all like. Like super like Beast Wars was G- Beast Wars was yeah, yeah like, 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 like 3D <laughs> cartoons or whatever you know yeah. like like not cartoons are all like that like you know all of them are CGI 3D whatever like all the little cartoons like Baby Einstein's and yeah and that was like, like that. the first CGI like fucking we're talking about like <laughs> back when cartoons were like Pokemon still and like King of the Hill The yeah. Simpsons you know like it wasn't it was like still cartoon cartoon you know Beast Wars came out and they were like all. Oh, 3D looking and like yeah. graphics and shit. And yeah, that was the Beast Wars because the, the Transformers was a cartoon episode. Back then, was it like mind blowing? Yeah, it was like watching Nintendo 64. Yeah, because like, when 64 came out with all the graphics and stuff, it was like, yeah. whoa, man. And they had all the graphic cards, so like every time you bought a new graphic pack, you put it in there, your graphics would be better for your fucking 64. Yeah, dude. Like, I remember, I don't even know that. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember when we first played. Uh, Regular Nintendo, when we had Nintendo, like the old, like what is that? The, it was, the it was a, yeah, it was Super Nintendo. No, not Super Nintendo. The, the Atari. The, the regular. Oh, we had the Atari too, but, yeah. but we had the Nintendo Nintendo, like the Nintendo Nintendo. Yeah, the one that took like the big, the big cartridges. Yeah, the big yeah, cartridges. Yeah, these Nintendo are gonna beat it. me up because I don't know the name of uh, what it's called, dude. The <laughs> Entertainment Nintendo System or something. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, I remember like our game was it wasn't Super Mario Brothers because we we I don't even know how we got that system, dude. I think we found it at a thrift store because we found the Atari at a thrift store we too. Found the Atari yeah. My grandma used to go to like all these like uh, Salvation Armies and stuff when uh-huh. we were kids, and uh, I know I don't know how we got that Nintendo system. And our our favorite game was um, um, Double Dragons. Oh yeah, Double Dragons. We played Double Dragons like crazy. I think we played a Freddy Krueger game too. We played a Freddy Krueger game. I know there was a Mickey Mouse game that we played too. 
and uh, and so we played we played Zelda. And then like one year, there. one year, uh, my dad, when we were little, dude, he showed up with like for Christmas. Yeah. He bought us. A, he bought everybody like it was every. It was like the entire house gift. It was a Super Nintendo. You know, and like yeah. we had Super Mario Brothers. It came with uh -huh. Super Mario Brother World. Yeah. And it was like that was the shit. Yeah. Janine loved that shit. It's so fun. Janine used to hog the remote like all the time. She wouldn't give it up, dude. She was like, we were playing Nintendo all the time, dude. Yeah. And we like the graphic name Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. We played Mortal Kombat. They had that on there. Do you remember when Paul got his PlayStation One and then he got the NCWA game or whatever, and then there's no game in it. Paul first got his PlayStation. He got the what game? He got like a and like a wrestling game. And like he went to open it because we were playing. It was the only game we had, and there's no fucking game in it. I don't know. We bought it brand new. Yeah, he got it brand new, and there's like no way to complain to. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's that's the sad thing, dude. Like that, that I that you know that's the, that's the shit that makes me sad, man. Like when I reminisce about shit like that, because it's like I got four kids, man, and like I watch them play video games, and like I think about my childhood, and I think about like the world and shit, and the way the world is now, dude. It's like it's like we're such in a scary spot in the world that I don't even know where it's going for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know, it's depressing a little bit, man. So it's like... I kind of get it, but I, I feel like there's two sides to the coin. You know, there's always the supposed good and bad. Because, you know, like, I, I kind of can relate to that when I see my brother playing, like, on the Oculus. Like, mm -hmm. he has the Oculus with the, the virtual reality. And he's just in the middle of the fucking room just talking to himself, listening to music. I'm like, man. I'm like, you're really, like, in a whole other world right now. Like, just chilling and stuff like... But... You could, it could be used for a lot of good things too, like you know. And later down the line, it's gonna become more surreal too. I feel like. No, I, and I, I get the technology, the technology of it. You know, that's to me that's great. You know, innovation. You know what I mean? Like the metaverse and shit like that, when everybody's gonna be living in that shit. Yeah. You know, eventually. Yeah, fucking virtual you know, reality. and that's, yeah, that's like player one. It just yeah, you know, Ready but like, one? but like yeah, Ready Player One. Yeah, you yeah. seen that movie? I like the movie. Yeah, I like the And then like, but the thing I'm what I'm saying is like you know like we had like. Uh, a childhood, you know, and like, yeah. and it wasn't, it wasn't like, Remember my mom that? used to, when I was in kindergarten, dude, I remember my mom, like, walked me to school, like, like, four times, and then we had to walk the rest of the way, and like, she didn't walk us anymore, it was like, time to go to school, and then like, we were, like, all of us, my yeah. brothers and my sister, we all walked together, but we didn't have my mom walking with us anymore, we lived like, four blocks away from the school, and like, you know, it was a different time, different world, but was it really? You know, like, you know, you know, the, you know, pedophiles and all that shit out there, you know, like, you know, little kids getting kidnapped and child trafficking and all that shit that we hear about today. You know, like, back then it wasn't, like, really something that people thought about, you know? Yeah. And it was, like, more freedom. I'm, what I'm guessing is, like, we had more freedom as kids, you know, like, riding our bicycles all through the yeah. neighborhood yeah. Yeah. and not worrying about like nothing, living, living in, like, living in the, in town, yeah. in the city or whatever, and, like, not having restrictions, yeah. Yeah, like, like my free. kids, yeah, my kids, like, you know, don't you're not you're not leaving yeah. the front yard, you know what I mean? Like we have to be out there. And I was saying that how chaotic the world is today. It's like you know watching them play their video games and like get into like their cell phones or or whatever they're into. Do like I can know, see that. It's kind of like to me, it's kind of like depressing, you know, because it's like where's the world heading to? You know? Yeah. Do you often feel like when you look at your kids, like, and just based off what you're saying now, it's like they're growing up faster at a faster rate than you did oh hell yeah dude yeah, you know because sure. that's how i see my brother i'm like how do you know like i didn't know i mean he's kind of i don't know he just knows a lot more than what i did like at at, at his age you know and 
and maybe it's just like being exposed to things because there's a lot of kids who go through so much like at a young age but you know if you're talking about a normal quote-unquote like childhood it's like nowadays it's more sped up because you know either it's the phone and just Technology. the culture in general Te- technology yeah. is more advanced life, like life is moving too quick dude like my baby Iggy dude she's not a baby no more dude she's turning 14 this year yeah you know and just like just and in my mind does she, she make TikToks uh, yeah dude yeah. TikTok like, and that's yeah. Snapchat and shit yeah. you know like what the fuck right my, my <laughs> brother told me he had Snapchat he's like I thought I had you on there I'm like bro I deleted my Snapchat I don't even be on that like the, I just remember like Iggy grabbing my finger and like walking around the block you know in my, in my old neighborhood yeah. where we used to live at yeah. Nixon and like her stumbling you know, yeah. trying to walk with me and stuff, you know, like playing with chalk on the sidewalk and shit, you know, and now my daughter is like in her own little world, you know, like I, and I'm not even part of it, you know, <laughs> you know, the good thing is that she's with her mom, you know, her mom and her are like super connected, you know, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not part of it and I get it because I worked a lot, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't around a lot, yeah. you know, because I was always busy trying to live that corporate life or whatever, you know, like, you know, one of my, that's one of my biggest regrets in life is, 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 is corporate world. Because like the corporate world that had me sunk in that shit, man. Like I lived it, I breathed it, I was I was all in it. Yeah. I was all I was all invested in that corporate world, dude. I was I was trying to make it in that. How so? Better. Like what like, was your mindset and what were you doing? Then? So like I grew up real poor, you know what I mean. So it's like we grew up real poor. We you know we didn't have a lot of stuff, you know. So when so when Adriana got pregnant, I mean she got pregnant young, dude. She was like nineteen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like twenty, mm-hmm. twenty one, something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. We were young, dude. Yeah. Because Adriana's the same age as Brian, so mm-hmm. she's like a year, two years younger than me, or a year and a half younger than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, when she got pregnant, dude, it was like we didn't have money for diapers, you know. Well, we didn't have well, we had to stop what we were doing because like what we were doing to survive before she got pregnant was really fucking. We had to hustle. Yeah, and then we had again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the rule was like, you know, we got a baby now, so all the, like my brother, so we all lived together. It was me, my little brother, and my big brother, and it was like. We gotta stop all that dumb shit and we gotta be legit, you know? And it was like, we gotta figure this out because we can't, we're not, not gonna have a baby being raised in like that environment, you know? So, yeah. So, we you guys were kind of all in it together. Yeah, we were yeah. always, it's we're always been us three. And then um, we were like, we gotta figure it out. So, I took a job at the Taco Bell and shit. But anyway, my point is, is like, being real, you know, growing up poor and then like having a baby, dude, and like realizing that you can't afford diapers and you can't get to use like, uh, my, my, my wife's uh, stepmom gave us uh, cloth diapers, like cloth diapers. Yeah. Where you wash them and shit. Yeah. And like not having uh, bottles. Because I mean, I couldn't even afford bottles, bro. Like I had the stuff from like the baby showers that we had. Yeah. But then like, you know, you lose them or they break or whatever. The nipples get ripped or whatever. So I remember having to teach Iggy how to drink out of a cup. You know, when she was, she was a baby, she would drink out of a cup, you know? And, yeah. And she learned how to drink out of a cup, dude. And, you know, you know what I mean? And Adriana breastfed a lot too, so. But... I remember like realizing when we ended up moving out and getting a part, getting a house for rent, and like my baby got, I had another baby, and she got sick with, uh, I think it was like salmonella poisoning or some shit, cause she drank like old milk, old formula or something. And we had to take her to the emergency room. She had a huge fever. And I was so mad, dude, because like the reason she had that is because I couldn't afford the electricity bill. You know, and like they cut the power off on me and shit, and like you know we didn't have we had candles and shit, you know, and we're like Brian got arrested and and then Paul was working at that job and like we were facing all these troubles, man. Yeah. I had lost my car, dude. Like I lost the car, broke down on me, I had to get rid of it, and I was like, man, fuck this, dude. I can't, I can't live like this. My kids aren't gonna live like this. You know, yeah. DCFS was involved, but I probably took my kids, dude. You know, but I was struggling, dude. You know, I was trying to make hard, it. You know, hard you know? Ass, and so I was like, you know what, dude? Like, you yeah. know, fuck this lifestyle of like. I don't know, like, 
I need a career, you know. And I'm a high school dropout, dude. I didn't, I didn't graduate. I didn't have a GED, you know. I didn't, I didn't have none of that shit. So I was like, what can I do to, to uh, get out of this, you know? So the only thing that I had in my pocket was what Sean taught me. Sean's this guy that I met in Texas, and he mm-hmm. taught me how to be a janitor. You know, he he was a janitor and became a manager, and he became his operations manager and area manager and shit. And I wanted to be like him, dude. He was like a father figure, right? So I was like, I want to yeah. be like Sean, you know. And so I took a risk, and then I started working as a janitor. They didn't even care, dude. It was like twelve dollars an hour, dude. I was so excited. I was like, I got twelve bucks an hour, man. I'm making it. And then my yeah. buddy, my buddy Eric, was trying to help me out. And he was like, Hey, man, come move closer to a bigger city, and I'll help you split the rent. So we got this big ass apartment, dude. It was like fucking three bedrooms, two bathrooms. It was huge, dude. And like he helped me pay for that rent, and then like I got this job, and then from that job, it was I was making twelve dollars. It was making twelve fifty, and I worked there for a year, dude. And then I was like, I saw this opportunity where they were looking for operations manager, and they needed to have a college degree. And I was like, shit, I ain't got no college degree, right? So I was like, fuck, I'm just gonna apply as a joke, you know? not as a joke, but I was like, you know, I ain't gonna get this job, so I yeah, applied for it. Yeah. And then they called me, dude, and they were like, come to the interview. So I called Sean all nervous and shit, cause Sean's always been like my guide. And he was like, go for it, man, go for it. You know, God's watching you. You know, he's going to take care of you, the opportunity. You know, and I was like, you're right, man, I'm just going to go. Because I was so nervous that I didn't even want to go. So I went, dude, and they were like, we're going to pay you eleven seventy-five. I was like, dude, that's like 75 cents less than what I'm making now. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it was seven miles further away from my house. Because I was working in Geneva, and this was in Carroll Stream. Yeah. At the time, was that minimum? No, minimum wage? minimum wage was like nine bucks, I think. Okay. Yeah, okay. so I was making twelve fifty. Yeah, so that's nine. better than you know, yeah. minimum. Yeah, and then I was dropping down eleven. I think eleven seventy five. Yeah, eleven seventy five. I thought minimum wage was like eight fifty. Or eight fifty, maybe it was eight fifty. And then I was like, that's um, crazy. so I was like, damn, dude. And it was further, you know. And I had this like this really shitty Buick LeSabre, dude. You know, and gasoline to get up there, and I was like, fuck, you know. So I was like, fuck it. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna be all in. But I'm gonna tell these people what I want, you know. Yeah. So I went in the interview and I was, I was like, yeah, you know, all right. And they were like, all right, yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you the job. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I don't want a job, man. I was like, I don't want a job. I want a career. And they were like, this guy looked at me all stunned, right? And I was like, if I'm going to come here, I want to work here. I want to know that I have a future here. I want to know I have a career. I want to know that I'm going to go places. Yeah. I'm not looking for a nine to five, bro. I'm not looking to be just another janitor. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then the guy was like, I'll be right back. So he went and got the district manager. And I guess she went and she heard me talking and then she was like, hold on, I'll be right back. She went to go talk to the owner. Yeah. And then the owner came and sat down with me and he was like, so you want to, you, you're looking for a career. And I was like, yeah, I'm looking for a career. I'm not looking for a nine to five, you know, I'm looking for a future. And he said, like, we can offer you that here. And I was like, yeah, but you guys are paying me, you know, less money than I was making at the other place. And this is a manager position. And I was a supervisor at the other place. And I was making more money here. And he was like, well, how bad do you want it? I was like, I want it bad enough where I'm going to take a risk with you. I was like, I'll quit my job and I'll come work here, but you, you know, I want, I want, I want a future. He's like, well, you got the future, and I said, all right. So I jumped in, yeah, quit my job, started working there, dude. Fucking horrible. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I was like, man, they <laughs> lied. Know? No, they didn't lie, man. They just <laughs> gave me a shitload of work, dude. You know, and I don't know how to use it. You know, I'm, I'm a high school dropout, bro. I didn't make it to, I didn't make it to my freshman year, man. So like Excel sheets. Didn't know shit about Excel, dude. Microsoft Word. So I had to learn all that shit as I was doing it. Oh, you know, then yeah. smartphones weren't the way they were out today, you know? Yeah. So you couldn't just, like, Google, Google shit. Yeah, you can't just YouTube. How do you do yeah, this? Yeah. So I was like, yeah. all right. Have so, another person or something. Right. So I was like, I you know. I worked my ass off, bro. I worked my Every fucking shitty job, bro. Every fucking hour, late hours, open accounts. I was there, dude. I was doing it. I was hustling. I was bam, bam, working out. I was working. I started work at, at, at fucking 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was leaving at five six o'clock in the morning dude you know and then going right back to it and then like my manager was doing a really shitty job 
and he worked in the daytime, so he started like at nine, you know. And then yeah. like I was like, man, this dude's horrible. So then I started coming in really early, like at like at ten, to to do my own reports and stuff because the dude he didn't know what the hell he was doing. So I was just like doing my own shit. I was calling Sean, get advice, and then like I was doing his job, and then they fired him, right? But they didn't give me a promotion, you know. And then like I was I was I was doing his job, and then they finally they finally promoted me, and they were like sat me in the room, and they were like, hey, we're gonna give you a 50% pay increase starting right now, starting last week. He said, last pay period, so you're going to get in this check. And I was oh, like, oh nice. yeah, you know. And then my paychecks went up to like a thousand and something dollars. You know, I was, for every two weeks, you know, so I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm making money now, man. <laughs> you know, and then, and then <laughs> I was like, you know, I kept on, I kept on working my ass. I brought Brian on, you know, I hired Brian, Brian quit, brought him back, you know, quit again, came back. <laughs> and then yeah. like, but the, the third time I stayed. We, we, I grew, bro. I grew in that business for, I was there for eight years, man. I was there for eight years and like I worked my ass off like nonstop, man. Like I was there, I lived in that fucking place. And then we had like a big ass account and I was staying at that account. Like I literally like sleep in my car, bro. Like get back in there to get the routines right, to get it, to get it organized, to make sure we hire the right people, to make sure that everything's being done correctly. And like just getting everything set up, man, and training all these different managers and supervisors and they're quitting left and right at it. We train them and then I got a couple good ones. And then like next thing I realized, bro, eight years have passed. And my life is like, where am I, dude? I remember, I remember going to a Chinese restaurant with my. I had at that point, I think I had. My wife was pregnant with my third kid, and I remember sitting at the restaurant, and my daughter was talking, my second daughter, and I was like, when, when the fuck did she learn how to talk like that? You know? Yeah. And then my wife's like, she's been talking like that. I was like, damn, dude, I don't know. like. Lilo Wubsy was speaking like, saying full sentences and shit, and I was just blown away, dude. I was just like, whoa. And then I realized, yeah. like, you at that moment, do you think you were like, kind of soaked in the reality of how much you'd been working and like, kind of how much you'd been missing out on like your family and stuff? Or yeah, not I did. missing out, but like, no, it's missing out, man. And it, and I did, but then I, I I always came back to like, but I can give them whatever they need. Right. You know, they're not they're not desperate for this or desperate for that. I can afford to take them on vacation to Florida. I mean, I never could take a fucking vacation because I always had to work all the damn time. You know, and then, but even when I got a vacation, it wasn't a vacation. I had to take my cell phone, I had to take my laptop, I had to do reports, I had to message in, I had to send emails, I had to respond to customers. So it was never really a fucking vacation for me, you know. But I got to take my kids to the ocean. You know, we got to go see things we never seen before. You know, so it was, it was, it was cool. You know, and then I was like, yeah. it was, it was a life that I dreamed about, but I wanted more, and I wanted more, and I wanted more, and I wanted more. And then, and yeah. and I don't know if it's greed, but I just wanted more. You know, I, I wanted more. I wanted a better life. You know, I bought my house, bro. At, the age of 20, 26, I bought my first house and like I got that house and then I had like a brand new, I had like a, that time it was a 2012 Dodge Durango, dude, RT, you know, I bought that fucker, you know, yeah, I was yeah. like, had this muscle car and shit and then I had like, and I bought my house, you know, like I had, I had two other cars, you know, and I was like, you know, like having a barbecue every fucking weekend, <laughs> pretty over, much, we're yeah. drinking, hanging out. You know, I was just like you're just driven by a goal, man. I was, I was, like, I was just, I was yeah. living, I was living what I thought what the life was, you know. And then I was like, damn, but I missed everything, you know. And then when COVID happened, I was just like, I don't see a future anymore, you know. Like the the company was like slow dragging. I wasn't getting the raises. I mean, at that time, I was making a shitload of money. I ain't gonna lie, dude. I was making a hell of a lot more than eleven fucking fifty or seventy five that they were paying me. You know what I mean? I was, I was, that shit would not hold up now. No. Oh no, no, hell no. Fuck no. But they still. I mean, they're still. They're still cheap's out there. You know, charging, paying people less. But I felt like. 
I felt like the money that I was making was good. But when you get into that business, bro, and you're like, you're pretty much like in charge of everything underneath the owner. Like the owner's right here and you're the right hand man to the owner, you know? Yeah. You know everything. You know everything now. So I know what the what, what, what contracts were, how much were they were paying for it. I know how much money they were making. I know how much money he was paying his employees. I know how much money I was making based off of that. If I was getting any commission off of it, I was watching all of that shit, dude. And I was like, dude, I ain't making shit. Like, dude, I'm, I, mean, I get it. You gotta work where you gotta work and you get paid what you get paid. But I was like, man, really like, fuck this. Like this, I haven't, I have not moved up or like gotten a, a huge pay increase like I should have. Like everybody else was getting paid and people were getting promoted and raises and shit. And I was like, damn, like, why am I sitting still? And then I told the owner, he was like, no, you know, we have, we have big plans for you. And I mean, I, I was probably like the second highest paid employee there. I ain't gonna lie, I was. But I was like, well, if we're getting more business, then I should get a pay increase, you know, especially if I'm taking on more responsibility, you know what I mean? But I wasn't. It was like, oh, here's a bonus. You know, fuck that. I don't want the bonus, dude. I want, I want my pay increase, you know? And like, I want to I know where, where, where am I, when am I going to be this title or that title, you know? Because that's what you're searching for, the titles, right? Yeah. So then I gave him the ultimatum, and he was like, you know, he was like, well, you know, I was like, I'm still young, and either, you know, we come up with a future plan or I'm going to leave and build my own. And he was like... And plus, COVID happened. A lot of bad shit happened. That, you know that I found out about the company, the way they were treating people and shit. And I was just like, nah, I ain't part is of that. The, so this is fairly recent too. Like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm out. But before I left, I'm not stupid. I'm not a dummy, right? So I had, I had to figure out a way to start a business where I still had income coming in. Yeah. So I did, and you know, my wife started doing everything. You know, setting it all up and whatever. I had because I do not compete. You know, so I couldn't compete, and I didn't compete with them. You know, I didn't go after any customers. I didn't. I didn't do any of that shit. I followed my do not compete clause because I didn't want to get sued. And I just, I found a different job. I didn't even go into the field that I was in for a year, you know? So they couldn't say that, oh, you left and want to go do this and you stole business. I didn't do none of that shit. I kept it real. I should have, I should have just done it because, you know, in this type of business is cutthroat, you know? It's like, yeah. it's, you know, you get doggy dog, you know? Yeah. He's like, you, you, you're yeah. a big dog. You, you don't play by the rules, you know? But I played by the rules and I left it. And I, I couldn't, I could not leave without any income, you know? Yeah. And so I left, and the owner was like, let's, let's leave, let's cut ties, but we're still friends. That's what he said to me, before we become enemies, you know, because we're going to hate each other, you know, working for each other, not wanting to be here. So we left, I left, he fired Brian right after I fucking left, you know, he fired almost a lot, a lot of people that were, like, like. Well, I, I had luckily quit before he fired me. Because <laughs> like, I told people, too, when I was leaving, I was like, hey, man, you better start looking for another job, you know. I'm leaving, and they were like, "Holy shit!" So <laughs> anybody who helped bring on, he was no, like, no, he kept the he, he kept, kept most the key of players. Yeah, you know? like he, he was making sure that I wasn't gonna steal them. Oh, you know? okay, you know, yeah. but like other people he didn't like that I was keeping on, he got rid of them, dude. Oh. You know, and like loyalists, you know, even like his key players that he has right now working for him are still loyal to me. You know what I mean? They call me, like, hey boss, hey boss. Yeah. They still call me. They call, check on this and that. So, but I left, dude, and when I st I started this business, you know, I was like. Well, we'll see where this goes. I don't know where, you know, I, I jumped in this blind and then like, I literally quit my other job and then I had like no safety net. And I was just like, well, this is the life of an entrepreneur, right? So yeah. I said, fuck it, I'm gonna just jump in this bitch. So I did and like bust my ass, work my ass off. I'm, I'm still working my ass off, man. Trying to get my brother to get in here and want to, whatever, you know, I'm trying to build this business and the business is growing like pretty well. I mean, I, can, I know I can make it grow better, but it's like, sacrifices you gotta make and the one thing the one thing that I learned is like that mindset of like you know when you when you work for somebody and you work your ass off and like I, I forgot my family pretty much you know cause I was so busy in this business I'm busy I'm probably busier now than I was before 
But the difference is, I make my own hours. I do what I want when I want to do it. You know, so like if my kid has a, a recital or like some type of an event, I don't fuck it. We ain't going to work. You know, like we got this to do, so we're doing this. And there's nobody that's gonna yell at me and say, "You better be there right now." You know, you're fired. Yeah. You know, none of that shit. I'm the boss. You know? <laughs> like, no, nah, dude. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not. I'm not missing nothing no more. It's you know a big what I mean? sense of freedom. And if like my kid yeah. needs something and I ain't got it, well, I'm yeah, business. It. I go get it. You know, like go sell more shit. Go get this. Go do this job. Go get that job. Let's go make some more money, man. There's nothing holding me back now. Yeah. It's like there's nobody that says you can't go past this threshold no more. And it's still a lot of work, but it's a lot of freedom at the same time. You know, I, I see my kids every morning. You know, I see them when they go to sleep. I didn't do. You know, I didn't have any time like that with my kids. You know. I, when I would go to work, they would be sleeping. When I come home, they'd be sleeping. You know, I'd see them on the weekends, but then on the weekends, I'm over here trying to party and shit because I work so much, you know, and like, you know, I'm not paying attention to my kids, you know. So now it's like I spend all the time with my kids, but then I work my ass off all the time too. But most of the time when I'm working, they're sleeping, you know. So it's like it works out pretty well, you know, because, you know, when they're, when they're awake, I'm there, you know, and when they're sleeping, I'm at work, you know. So I make my own hours. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's the best part. So my my advice is if you want to do corporate life, do it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, bro, I feel like you're gonna you're, you're gonna, you need money, you know. And and, you, and if you if you have a good job, take it. I mean, you, know? you learn a lot from corporate life. That's just, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I learned a shit. Lot, I learned a shit about yeah, from that too. That's the reason I can run my own business, bro. Because everything that I learned from there, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like I learned a lot, you know. And and you're gonna keep learning shit. So like, you know, if if it's something that's easy to do and you don't mind it, you know, go for it. You know, when you have a family, dude, you know, the decisions that you're going to make is how to balance it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't very good at balancing, dude, you know. You know, so I'm like, and I didn't have any role models, you know, to, to see them do it. You know, my mom always worked all the time, too, so I didn't see her. My grandma was the one that raised us pretty much, you know. Yeah. So, like, I, I, to me, that was normal, you know. So, it's like, you know, my dad wasn't really around, so it was like, you know, it was it was more like... I don't want to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much it, you know? Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, in the future, when my daughter goes to homecoming or prom and she wants a dress or a limousine, I can afford it. Yeah. You know, like, if she, when she wants a car, when she sees that, I can buy it, you know? And, like, it, depending, you know, like, how much money you make, is it going to be a BMW or is it going to be a Chevy, you know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's like, it just depends, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't really think about like the future the way I should have thought it but it was like I don't know man so maybe it's because I'm first generation American mm-hmm. and I didn't see that you know like what it is to to grow up in that type of lifestyle where you know you you have a mom and a dad that provide for you and then like they own their house and then you go to college and then like if you don't like it you can always go back to mom and dad's house you know and save your money and then like yeah. when you have enough money you go and get an apartment and you, you know you start you know that that extra leg up, you know, like I didn't have extra safety net. Yeah, we didn't have that, so it was like, and then and then we didn't have that mindset. So, like, I want that for my kids, you know. Like, I want to I want to buy a bigger house, and you know, I want to I want to I want to have property that I own, and you know, I want to make sure that my kids always have a place to come back home to, call home. You know, I want to know. Yeah, I want to have the security. Like, if my daughter needs something, or my son, or whatever, gets into a jam, that I I can I can help them, you know, and they don't have to go find other means to, to get out of their predicaments, you know? Yeah. You know, when I, I want to be there for my kids, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know? And it's, 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 that's what drives me, you know? And, you know, like you, you know, being, well, how old are you, 23? Yeah. You know, and your generation now, 
you know. And I'm second generation. Yeah. Because my parents were the first ones over here. And they probably did it right, you know. Who knows? I don't know. You know, like you know how they feel, how they how they grew and did their business, and you know who their role models were. You know, yeah. I don't know. But like you know, my sisters, my sisters are doing good, you know, and they, you know, mm-hmm. my brothers, uh, you know, but you know they're, they're, they're getting there, you know. <laughs> You know, my, 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 my ambition was driven out of poverty. I do not want to be poor. You know, that's, that was my biggest thing. I do not want to grow up, not grow up, but I didn't want my kids to grow up poor. I just didn't want to be, I didn't want my kids to be that kid, you know. And it sucks that there's kids out there like that. I mean, I was a kid like that, you know. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know. It's just, it's, just the, it's the cards you were you know it's are like, you the oldest no hell no dude i'm the second youngest i'm the second to the brian's the baby then it's me then it's paul then it's janine and then it's jackie jackie's the oldest you know mm. and, and it kind of like looks the same way when you think about it you know yeah. like jackie's up there janine's right here you know paul got sick unfortunately you know and then i'm right here and then brian's right there you know yeah and you know we're we're developing as we grow you know the good thing i can honestly say dude is like my brothers and my sisters you know we we fight and we argue like siblings do, but we've always been like connected. You know, when we need help, they're always there. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister's never really turned her back on me, you know, that shit. You know, we butt heads all the fucking time, of course, you know. We don't see each other all the time, you know, we don't go to all the events together and shit. But like, yeah. if I ever need my sister, she's right there for me, dude. That's call, awesome. You know? That's you know, cool. Always. Even even when we're fighting and we're like really mad at each other, yeah. she she's there. You know, she's always been there. Both of them, mm-hmm. you know. And I always give the oldest one more shit, you know, because I always do, but mm-hmm. she's always been there for me, dude. I can't, I can't say she's ever turned her back on me. You know, she hasn't. You know, she's always been there for me, and she's always helped. Every, you know, she has, she has her, her attitude and the way she does things. You know, and and I respect it. You know, my other yeah. sister the same way. She's always been there for me. Always, 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 always. She's always been there for me. She's, she's there for me right now. She's still helping me. You know, she's helping me grow, and that's, and that's, that's the best thing that I got is, 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 is my siblings. You know, and that's when my kids, like, I, I, I don't like them fighting. I'm always telling them, like, you know, you need each other and shit like that because you never know what life throws at you, you know what I mean? And, yeah. like, you always have your siblings, you know? That's so, funny. but yeah. I always try, yeah, right? That is true. I always yeah. try to, uh, try to, like, you know, pave my own way, you know? And sometimes you're stubborn, bro, you know? You fucking fail and you fall, you know? Yeah. The, one, the one piece of advice I heard the other day, man, is, like, <clears throat> when you fall... You know how people say, when you fall, get right back up and then try again. Mm-hmm. And I heard this advice that when you fall, stay down. Think about it for a second. Yeah. Uh, you know, relish, good, relish in the moment why yeah. you failed. Yeah. Don't get back up yeah. real quick. Think about it. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. So then you don't fall right back down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, for, that's perfect advice. I thought I heard that. I, mean, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a good thing to think Did about. Did he say that? Yeah, the guy who plays Ant-Man? Oh, uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd? No, no, not him. Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. I think it was Rudd. I don't know why I said Rudd. I don't know who you're talking about. I think I have I have the name, but I'm not having the face in it. But I heard that thing, and I like that a lot. It's like you take that time to just reflect and be like, yeah, yeah. "How am I fucking up right now? What did yeah. you know?" He, I heard. I mean, it, people said, should do that more often. Yeah. You know, like reflect There's on how you fucked up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why that's why you should reflect on it because you gotta learn off of it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so like, you know, those type of like uh, motivational. I don't know if it's I guess it's motivational, yeah, but like inspirational so. speeches and stuff that I listen to. Like that always gets me going, right? You know, oh, it's like yeah. I know it's like motivational vomit, you know, diarrhea of the mouth and shit. Like everybody's spewing it out and shit. <laughs> That's so true. But. but there's some people that actually like mean what they say, or I guess it's the person that takes the interpretation of it. You know, like where are you in your life where it's hitting you right now? 
you know? That's true. Like, can you really, does that really inspire you, you know? Right. Can you relate so, to it, reflect off of it? Yeah. Type of shit? yeah. And, I, and I, I take it, I take it, I soak it up, and then I spit it out to other people. <laughs> but it's not my words, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's like no, the secondhand motivation. Right, whatever, it still works. Yeah, and like you know, so like you know, and I, I, when you said that you started your 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 corporate journey, yeah, you know, I just started, bro. Good man, three three months. Good. Into I mean, it. you'll learn from it whether you like it or whether it's a fit for you or not, man. Yeah. Because I mean, sometimes it's not for everybody. Yeah, you know? I, it's the life lessons that yeah. I, you know, like yeah. it's 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 the um, what's that shit called the. I don't know what it's called, man. It's just like, it's the experience that you Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's we were, what I'm looking at. We were talking, it's a journey. We were talking the other day. We were talking the other day at, at my sister's house when we were talking about um, school with mother sister and they were talking about colleges. Uh-huh. You remember the conversation where they were saying um, uh, people go to college whatever, but then there was like this cruise that you can go on and go to school and it'll take you to like different parts of the world and then like, you're in school, but you're on a, you're on a cruise. Yeah. That's dope. That, 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 really that, that, dope. That, what? I was that's, telling that's my, cool as shit. That what? Is super cool. <laughs> There's this TV show called uh, There was like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I think it was either that or it was called Zoe 101. And um, they ended up taking part of the series to being going abroad, and they were on a cruise ship, and it was called Sweet Life on Deck. And it was just on a boat, and they're going to different places, and they're in school and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, that. <clears throat> I even told my brother, I'm like, dude. If you don't want to go to college or university, I'm like, go abroad. You're going to literally learn so much. Like, you're Yeah, because then you learn, like, different cultures from where you're at and all this other stuff. I mean, I, I, I think that's, that's a great... Yeah, yeah, you learn so you learn, you're I learn a lot awesome. of yeah. stuff. I think you learn a lot more doing that than you would fucking being at, like, a college or something like that because you're, like, out there fucking seeing that shit. Yeah. It's true. You do... You, I, yeah, dude. And, like, people... The way pe- other people handle shit... Because of their experience and their culture, you know, like the way you know they think, it's a more hands-on think like you think. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have a different mindset, and they have a different mindset. They have different values, mm-hmm. you know, and like and they can inspire you, or you can things you take for granted <clears throat> that you no longer take for granted. Yeah, you know, and it's like to me that that that's that's something that I wish that I had in 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 the large scheme of things. You know what I mean? Like people that have all this experience because they went and did all this shit. And, they learned about. I mean you're never too old to travel you know what I mean true yeah, that's true you know but sometimes you know you wish you would have done it when you were younger so then you can pass some of that knowledge to your kids and shit you know so yeah. cause like the biggest yeah. thing the biggest thing I think in my mind is like I don't want my kids to struggle but they're all gonna struggle you know they're gonna learn from their everybody has to struggle to they're learn gonna learn from, from their own experiences like, like, the way no growth without it. the way yeah. I raise my kids is real you know like, I, I talk to my kids like a hundred percent real you know I, I let them believe in Santa Claus and I let them believe in the Easter Bunny and I let them believe in the Tooth Fairy because you're still a kid, you know. Right, yeah. you don't want to step yeah, on all yeah, that. Yeah, you got, you got, still gotta have some imagination. Yeah, some imagination, man. But like, you know, like real world shit. Like the other day, I sat down and talked to my kids about nuclear war. You know, like seriously, I sat down with all of my kids, and I know I scared the shit out of them, but I wasn't trying to scare the shit out of them. I was just trying to <clears> not to like cushion the blow because you know they're on TikTok, dude. They're on Snapchat. They're watching videos. They're hearing all that shit that people are talking right. about. Rather, you know? rather hear from you than. Whether, whether they person. tell me or not, I know they're listening to it. You know, there's other people talking about it at their school. You know, there's, you know, there's people saying misinformation and like, or like fear mongering. And, the, you know, who knows what my kids probably downstairs in the basement freaking the fuck out, dude, because they think they're going to die from a nuclear attack tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I sat down with them and I told them like, you know, like, hey, you know, this, the world events that are going on. And, you know, I told them like, you know, what, what it looks like, you know, what it is. I can't predict the future. But 
I told him that, yeah, it's a scary place, but, you know, we're here together. And I told him, like, you know, we're always going to be together. And then I told him, you know, we don't know what's going to happen and it, things can change. And, you know, and it's scary, but it, it makes my kids, like, more realistic to their surroundings. And maybe that's not the best way of doing it. But I always, I've always done that with my kids when it comes to, like, real shit. Like, when my brother got sick, you know, we sat down and talked about, like, possible death and him not being around and how, how important those machines already has and, like, how to, you know, listen for the beepings and how to change his batteries. And, you know, like, one time my daughter, he, Paul had this IV that he had to wear and um, they told us about bubbles in the IV lines or whatever because the air... Yeah. And the machine's supposed to, like, pump the bubbles out of it or whatever. And one day, Paul was sitting down, and my daughter caught that shit. She was like, there's bubbles in your lines. And, you know, and Paul was like, oh, shit, you know, and they had well, to bust the thing yeah. real quick. And, and that's really fucking dangerous. But if my daughter she didn't, didn't know about it, it yeah, who knows what Paul would have been at, you know? Yeah. And that's true. It's, you know, it's it's stuff like that, because it's the life that they're living, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's around you. You got to be, you got to be aware. aware of it, you know? Yeah. And I know it's like maybe you're making your kids grow up too early, but I feel like it's giving them a life experience where they understand like stuff is serious, it's fun, things are fun, but there's there's serious consequences for serious things, you know. And it's yeah. like makes them think maybe they make better choices. I don't know. Uh, I, all I know is that when my kids go out and do stuff, you know, people always say, "Man, your kids are great," you know. I think they're little demons and shit, you know. <laughs> Everybody is like, "Oh, you know, this and that." Your kid's so smart. They, they you know, like my daughter. My daughter Wubsy is like on point man she she's she's so fucking um weird you know she's, like, she, she's, she's out there she's like was she's out there, dude. Yeah. that was just here yeah that's no, new no uh, no that was when i went walking to the store with yeah oh okay we're in the color blue is she the second uh oldest yeah yeah wubsy's so weird dude like dude, that's, i love i love her weirdness dude i love her weirdness he's the second oldest he's like weird but yeah. Everybody loves him. She, she's so she's always been unique, man. Bubsy's the one that got sick with salmonella poisoning when she was a baby. Oh. And Bubsy, when I remember when she was a baby, bro, we were eating McDonald's one day in the car, and um, it's, uh, they had chicken nuggets. And mm-hmm. Iggy was telling Bubsy, like, you gotta dip it in the sauce. And then Bubsy was like, she looked at Iggy and she's like, worry about your own chicken nuggets, Iggy. I just thought it was funny, right? Yeah. And then like my daughter. She, I went to, I went to one of her, um, one of her school event, one of her like parent teacher conference or whatever. And I teach my kids when I'm doing business, right? So I teach my kids about business. You know, I teach them about money. I teach them about hustling. I teach them about like, you know, buying something and reselling it and making profits and, and like doing your own thing, you know? And like, uh, the hustles of life, you know, like, yeah, like my kids, like they sell, they sell crock charms at school. You know, like what's the hustle today? Like, oh, what do the people want at school? Oh, they want candy. And they're like, all right, let's get some candy. And then they go and sell the candy, you know? Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, Halloween's coming up, man. Nobody's going to want candy no more because they got their own candy. And we're going to be, it's going to be dry for a couple of months because everybody's going to have candy for a while. So, like, sell crock charms. Oh, let's sell keychain charms. Oh, let's sell book bag pens, you know? Yeah. And they're like, all oh, they're hustling. And, you know, oh, I can sell Pokemon cards, you know, like, or, yeah. or whatever, you know? And I'm over there trying to hustle with them too. Like, what you want to buy? You know, go on Amazon, <laughs> right? you know, and then have them sell it, you know? And then, her teacher was like telling me about Wubsy. Like Wubsy, Wubsy is so different and unique that she like comes up with these crazy ideas and like she she makes it happen and she comes up with these like like these entrepreneurship things that we see in her and she's like she's very smart. It's like she even came to uh, the teacher and asked if uh, when they have a, uh, an event in the gym if she can set up a, a table and sell crock charms. You know, like so. All the kids <laughs> can buy you know, but it's just that mentality that she has. It's like awesome, you know. Going, 
Yeah. You know, it's like... It's, Wait, what did she say the other day? That she wanted to go to Walmart, she can buy her own mini fridge so she didn't have to, like, keep going upstairs for snacks or some shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was like, Paul was telling me that the other day. But, like, the thing that, the thing that, you know, that, like I said, the, the thing that, the thing that I'm, I'm worried about is the, the, the state of, the state of the world. Because mm-hmm. the way it is. And I just don't know, like... You know if I, how the conversations to go with them, and like you know what's you know what's really going on. You know what I mean? And I worry, I worry about it, man. But I know something. You know we shouldn't worry about it, but it needs to be said. You know, on on, on a lot of levels. You know, so I hope I hope things settle the fuck down. You know, but yeah. I don't know, man. Like, how do you feel about it with with uh with like with like where you're at in life, man. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm 35 years old. I'm going to be 36, you know, so I, I, I've lived, I haven't lived a full life, you know, I'm just, you know, I feel like I still got like, a, whole, life a lot of years left Definitely. my kids, you know, but like yeah. you being 23 years old, man, and like getting into this world and stuff and like seeing everything that's going on. Yeah. Like, Honestly, I feel like I'm still kind of taking things as they are, like <clears throat> day by day. I try not to think about it too much. I'm not going to say that it scares me, but it's definitely something that I think about. Like, the other day, I was just talking to my dad, and I'm like, you know, my grandma comes to me, and she's, like, scared, and she's like, you know, um, on March 3rd, you know, they're going to pass, you know, the pastor's talking to us in church, and she's, he's telling us, you know, that we got to be prepared for, you know, chemicals in the air to, you know, be and what to do if there's chemicals that, you know, if the bomb does, does drop and we need to like take care of ourselves you know how to take care of ourselves you know get a wet towel and like cover your door and stay in the basement and cover the windows and stuff like that she's like we got to be prepared for that and stuff and I'm kind of just like listening to her and like try not to let like her fear take over me so I feel like that's mostly what I'm trying to keep above is like the fear aspect of it to try not to succumb to like cowering away like if there's something that I can do in my life to be like, all right, you know, I'm going to prepare for this. You know, I'm going to try to do that. And so I go to my dad next. I'm like, what do you think? Like, grandma just told me this. Grandma just told me that. Like, and he's like, and, you know, his perspective is kind of a little bit different. He's like, I just think that's fear mongering. You know, he's like, I think that's just, you know, something that we need to prepare for differently. You know, I think he's like, just protect your mind and don't let like fear consume you. And I think that's, that's like to me that's like great advice you know what i mean because like i don't feel like we should be in fear either i don't feel like i don't feel like um we should be living every day terrified about what's going to happen tomorrow you know mm-hmm. what i mean or what's going to happen like in the next 30 minutes or whatever because right. you don't ever leave a fucking house you know what i mean shit like the fuck you know right. and, like, I'm, uh, I'm still gonna go about my life and have fun and laugh because it's, it's life is to be short bro everything what's going on it's unlike like Memento mori. I'm always remind myself that I can die, bro. I always remind myself that somebody around me could pass away. So I try to live. I try to live like <laughs> every day, you know, like something could happen, you know. So I listen to people. I listen to my family. And whatever happens, happens, you know. Yeah, I, I I try to I try to think the same, you know. But it's like I mean like. I'm a parent, you know, so it's like I gotta make sure that my kids are not scared, you know. And I know I scared the shit out of them when I told them, right? right? But they're gonna hear it anyway, you know what I mean? And I just wanted them to be like, "Daddy's got this," you know. I want them to feel safe, you know. And it's 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 you know, like I'm not scared, man. I just wish that I wish that motherfuckers would just like stop with the bullshit, man. 
You know what I mean? It's like, the fuck? In what way? <laughs> like, fucking... How much can you cover up and shit no, and like, keep away like from people? Shit, dude. It's like, if something's going on, then tell us. For real. Stop with the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, there's a... I know there's people out there that shouldn't know because they're fucking, like... There's people out there that have been waiting for this. It would drive them mad, bro. Some people will literally... I, I know, like, go, go nuts. Crazy. You know, like, you know, I know, I know, I know. Like, eat them a lot, no sleep. Yeah, mm. I know, I know. But I think at the same time, though, man, it's like, there should be, like, a way to tell people, like, hey, you know what? This is some serious shit. You know, we're gonna, we're trying our best to do this. We're trying to work this out. But to me, it feels like, it feels like they want this to happen. Like, they have an agenda and they want this to happen. Like, they're not trying to backpedal. They're not trying to to negotiate. They're not trying to, to stop this. They're they're pushing it, you know what I mean? And, then, and to me, that that worries me, man, because it's like, what the fuck, man? It's like, why why do that? Is it money? Is it is it power? Is it is it like, puff your chest because you're the biggest, baddest person out here, man? It's always somebody bigger and better than you, you know what I mean? Every fucking empire is always falling. Like, the Romans fell, yeah. the Greeks fell. You know, like Ottoman Empire Everybody the, yeah. the Nazis You know yeah. They were fucking Almost dominating the world They fucking fell You know what I mean Like Germany You know The British Empire fell You know what I mean It's like Every empire America's gonna fall eventually dude. We, we can't be the biggest And the baddest Fucking forever dude. You know what I mean yeah. And it's like We have to come to realization Dude like You know We have to live We have to coexist With everybody I was just gonna say that You know We can't We can't It's just, a domination thing Yeah we just can't be The big bullies Of the, of the world And shit right. You know And it's like like me personally, man. Like this Ukraine shit. I don't understand it. Like I think it's the stupidest fucking thing on the planet to be in this beef with Ukraine. Like I love this uh, this interview that I saw with uh, that dude Kirby and the, that that reporter when the reporter was telling them like, do you not see that America is pushing towards Russia and provoking Russia? And Russia hasn't moved their borders, and we're moving closer to Russia, and we're provoking Russia. And the guy was like, well, that's what Putin sees it. And he's like, well, don't you see it? Like, that's what exactly what we're doing. And he was like, and he ended up saying, well, yeah, well, you know, we didn't tell Russia to go into Ukraine and, and, and you know, stop the sovereignty of the people. And he was like, but Ukraine is not NATO. It's not our problem. And he was like, did, did something change overnight? Did NATO, did Ukraine become part of it? He's like, well, no, no. And he's like, well, so then why, why are we even involved in this? Like, what, what, what is it? And he was like, well, you know, the same thing over and over is like Ukraine sovereignty and he's like, but they're not NATO. They're not part of the alliance. So why are we putting our nose in business that has nothing to do with us? And then to me, it's like corruption is real. Yeah. Like we're only in there because Biden's corrupt. Point blank, man. That's, that, that, that's, Ukraine was like the most corrupted country out there, dude. Before this all happened, everybody knew about it. You know, and now we're acting like they're saints. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not saying we shouldn't care about the children and the people of Ukraine. I'm not saying that, man. But, like, Ukraine has a government. You know what I'm saying? The government's representing Ukraine in general. So if you're looking at who's representing... Yeah, but Ukraine has a government, and it's their government's job to protect their people. And it's their government job not to be corrupt. It's their government's job to to make sure that they don't go to war because of their stupid decisions. It's not our job to say, well, we're here to protect you. And all of us are going to die over here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, first we're going to give them fucking billions of dollars, and then we have to be at the risk of a nuclear war because of them? It's like, that don't make sense. What, what did we do? What did the American people do to Russia and China to have them want to kill us? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what did we do? Like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't go to Russia and slap Putin in the fucking face and call him a bitch. 
You know what I mean? Like, I didn't yep. do that shit. And, and I know it's and it's the same it's the same story, right? It's our government that's supposed to protect us from oncoming wars, and but it feels like we're being pushed into this war. And I feel like what's going on right now with uh, thousands of people. I saw this. I saw this. I saw this headline. It said hundreds of people at Washington protesting the war. It wasn't hundreds. It was thousands. So why are they downplaying it? Like, you know, like, they want yeah. us to go to war and shit. Like, there's thousands of people in Washington protesting the war in Ukraine and trying to not go to war with Russia. And it's like, what's going on with everything that's happening here in America? The protesting, the train derailments, the substations attacks, the chemical releases, the nuclear factory in Kentucky being attacked, the 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 what do you call it all these uh, pipeline explosions that happen in texas like to me america's america's is under attack and they're not telling us shit when when they had that classified uh briefing and Ke the senator kennedy was like lock your doors when they're talking about ufos and he was like lock your doors so I, like i was telling you earlier it ain't no ufos that are gonna come knocking on my fucking door dude it's 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 you know it's like, like the government invaders are gonna come shit. shit you know and i'm not saying like there's like actual troops on the grounds, I'm saying that there's probably some sleeper cells doing some sneaky shit here, causing havoc on our infrastructure. You know, and it's like, and they're not gonna tell us about it. So what do, what what as Americans think about? It? We think about it like, oh, the government's doing it to us. Right. The government is savage. Why the fuck would the government do it to? Why would they do that? Because they're trying to do a false flag so we can go to war with with Russia. It's like it's like there's so much misinformation that it has us second guessing. Our government and it has a second guessing each other and it has a second guessing like what we should do about it and that and that shit that's what bothers me. that's what bothers me is like why can't you just tell us the truth was it yeah. a, was it a, was it a terrorist attack True. and if it was a terrorist attack who shouldn't, did it? shouldn't we shouldn't we fucking heighten the alerts and say okay we're gonna ban travel we're gonna we're gonna start investigating these sleeper cells that we know about we're gonna start not in martial law but we're gonna fucking start looking into this shit. Like, be, uh, what was that shit they used to say when um, September 11th happened? Uh, see something, say something. Right. Yeah. People be more aware of your surroundings. Yeah. We're not saying that there's troops out here if fucking it looks suspicious, people or invading us. It. But like, something suspicious, something. Uh, but then everybody's gonna be narking on their neighbors and like, oh, yeah. this guy's got a meth lab in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, a report on the wrong shit. But damn, bro, it's like I feel like. We're like going down, and we're not. There's no. There's no fucking bright light. I don't know, man. That, that's just how I feel. Did America just get too soft? You think shit's gonna get worse before it gets better? Probably. I think so. I think so too. And that's what that's what scares me, man. Is like, I think at this point, I'm not believing the propaganda that's coming out of Russia either. That Putin's a savior and shit, and he's this great guy, and blah blah blah. I don't believe that shit either. But I do believe that. Right now, even where we're at right now, there's still time to dialogue. There's yeah. still time to have a conversation and to say, hey, let's chill the fuck out. I agree. Let's let's talk about this, guy. There's always time for a conversation, yeah, bro. Before you know, it like, gets worse. Okay, yeah. uh, we're not yeah. going to surrender Ukraine. You know, we're, oh, Russia <clears> is not going to stop until they get Ukraine. And it's, but this is not our battle. This is not our fight. Well, what's going to stop Russia from fucking taking over Ukraine and going to Poland? Well, let's see what happens. Shit. You know, like... We're already about to destroy the fucking world, so let. Right, what's what is what is the problem? If we just say fuck. Okay, Ukraine, figure it out. You lose, you lose. Russia, don't you go into Poland, motherfucker? If you go into Poland, then you're really gonna fucking push the buttons, because now you really are doing something that you're saying yeah. you're intruding in NATO. 
You know what I mean? And it's like now you now you now you're poking the bear. You know now you really want some problems. Is NATO like a contract or some type of? It's an alliance. It's an alliance with It's an alliance with certain countries that promise to de-escalate. Uh, problems situation. like this, yeah. you know, to protect them from uh, smaller countries, from bigger countries, from nuclear power countries, from non-nuclear was power NATO countries. NATO started because of World War Two. Yeah, it started mm. after World War Two. Because yeah. of Germany, because Germany. of Germany. Because what happened with what what happened with uh, World War Two is that uh, all these other countries that were invaded, that were invaded by Germany, they were not part of NATO, so America did not get involved because it wasn't our problem. It was like this is not our problem, and that's and that's and that's like the backstory that they're going off of. Like, well, if we don't step in now. You know, it's going to end up like that. But that's that was the past, and that's how it was. You know, that's how other countries work. You know, we, America worried about America. So when J- the, Jap- the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. it launched us into the war. You know, it was like, nope, you can't do that shit, and now we're in it. You know, and then we went in it, and we fucked shit up. And so did the Russians. They fucked shit up because, like, Russia was being taken over by Because, you know, Russia and Germany had a deal. Like, Hitler made a deal with Russia, mm-hmm. and then, like, the Russians, and then, like, Something happened where, like, like Hitler, they, they Hitler fucking, like, backed down, and, yeah. like, boom, and then started invading them. <laughs> and then Russia's like, fuck you, you know, and, like, went after fucking, um, went after Germany, and then that's how they got involved. But Russia didn't just go in there and be like, hey, you're fucking with my neighbors. No, Russia no they didn't fuck. fuck. They just Russia stood by and watched. Of, Russia was part of, like, the, the, the Axis powers, but then they backed off because... Uh, Hitler did some stupid. You gotta look it up, man. Well, oh, they made some deal. Thing. They made some deal where Germany wouldn't like invade into Russia at all, as long as Russia stood Germany, out of it. Germany or didn't give a fuck about nobody because even with Mussolini, with the Italians, they mm-hmm. made a deal with the Italians and like and there was they, some, they backed they backstabbed they, fucking they, Italy. They, they, they Germany backstabbed the Italians and then like they were, like Hitler didn't give a fuck about nobody. Hitler didn't care about nobody. He cared about Hitler. Yeah, he, you know, he cared about his advantage. He cared about his advances. He used whoever he could use. Do what he did and stabbed over who fucked him in the back. And this shit, yeah. and other people were like, "Fuck you too." Then you know, yeah. the good thing is that Russia, like Russia, back. I mean, we were in a one World war or two without Russia. I don't give a fucking nobody said that's true. We we no yeah. fucking way. I mean, I don't think Germany would ever have gotten here, but we wouldn't have won. Uh, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be able in to Europe. go back or kill so many Germans like the Russians did, dude. We dropped the big bombs, and everybody was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Step back a little bit. Stop, pump our brakes down, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, we're the reason that World War Two was over. Yeah, the Russians had a huge help in that shit. And my point is, is like, why can't we let Russia deal with Russia and the Russian problems? And then if Russia wants to, to, to fuck around with NATO, then fuck around and find out. But then, <laughs> but then not, you know, for real, yeah. They're not fucking with NATO right now. They're not fucking with NATO. They're fucking with Ukraine and Ukraine ain't fucking NATO. You know, there's no, there's, I, I get it. It's, 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 it, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what the real thing is, bro. It's 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 a race thing, bro. Be real with you. It's fucking it's racism. Ukraine is white, so we care. But who gave a fuck about the Afghans and the Iraqis? Nobody. Who gave a fuck about Syria? Nobody. Who That's gave true. a fuck about the Libyans? Nobody. Who gives a fuck about the Congo right now? Nobody. Nobody give. America's not over there fucking starting World War Three with fucking with these countries over there fucking killing all these fucking people, all these children, all these African children that are fucking dying in those fucking mines. Nobody gives a fuck about them. Nobody gives a fuck about those Iraqi children that are going through the fucking Iraq war. All those little kids that fucking died, all those women that died. Why? Because they're brown and they're Muslims. You know, and we don't care. Dude, to me, it's maybe that sounds racist, but I don't know, man. Why wasn't it a big deal when we were doing all that other shit? 
Yeah. You know, why wasn't it like an uprise? Why is it? Why wasn't the whole world getting involved when these atrocities? And these atrocities are still happening, man. They're still fucking happening. If if we cared about if we cared about all oh, those poor Ukrainian children and, and and those mothers, what about fucking the Africans in Africa doing in the Congo and shit with the cobalt? All those little kids that are in the fucking mines. Oh yeah, they're fucking dying, <clears throat> digging up fucking cobalt. We don't give a fuck about them. I don't hear the UN down there and fucking NATO down there like, hey, you know, we got to protect these kids. And they don't fucking care. Why? Because that cobalt makes your cell phone work. It makes yeah. the Tesla drive. It's the batteries. Oh. It's the powers of batteries and all those electric But we care about humanity? Shit. Get the fuck out of here. We don't give a fuck about humanity, dude. We give a fuck because Biden has interest in Ukraine. And he was laundering money there. And so did his son. And they were getting kickbacks. And we're in there because the dirty laundry doesn't want to come out. And maybe because of... Uh, those uh what is it the the laboratories that are there too that they're doing weird shit. gain of functions out there whatever Some it's called, shit. where they're doing chemical shit like mm. biological shit and they don't want our dirty laundry to be aired out so they got to protect their interests yeah you know but we like it's like so that's 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 something that is worth you know destroying my children's future, future for Agreed. Some old man that's gonna be fucking eighty something years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like, about his dirty laundry coming give on. Give a fuck about his shit. dirty laundry and shit. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't give like, a fuck, dude. Like, we have a whole other generations to fucking think about. That's what people be self-centered and greedy is all about. You think he's actually making decisions? I don't no. think it's really him. He just looks like he's just a, the a military. Face. Oh, we still got a president. We still have somebody there. It's the military-industrial complex, right? That's fucking making decisions. But I don't know, man. I'm, I, I, I do worry I do worry about the future my, my future my kids future I worry about the future of America I worry about I worry about this and maybe I shouldn't worry but I feel like if enough people speak up about it something should be done about it you know what I mean it shouldn't just be like sweep it under the rug oh don't worry about it nothing's happening everything's fine and then tomorrow we wake up and we don't wake up you know and it's yeah. like it happened so quick you didn't even feel it so why do you care you know I mean is that what they think you know what I mean it's gonna happen it's gonna be quick you know and then they get to go in their fucking bunkers and and and, and live it out as far as they're gonna live it you know I don't know man it's just I don't like talk I talk about it but then it's like it falls to deaf ears so. well it's easy to talk about it on their end when you know if they've got this safety net I don't. I don't know. You know. I don't know, but I want to make sure that I want to make sure that at least in, on my podcast that we talk about something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe I won't reach like fucking ten listeners. I don't fucking know, man. But like, I, I want it to be said. You know what I mean? Or heard. You know. So mm-hmm. if it can be something that it's not like people are not thinking about it. Like I'm yeah. nobody special. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like I'm your average American, and I'm thinking about it. So there's got to be other people out there thinking Definitely. about it too, you know? Everybody's but thinking about it. Who's voicing it? I don't exactly. know. People are too scared to talk about it? I don't know. Yeah. But I want I want I want it to be at least said. Most definitely. And that's the thing too. It's like, who's going to say it? And then who's going to have the courage and the bravery to be like, all right, well, you know, we're going to be up with them and we're going to, we're going to stand for this, you know? Because honestly, it is a scary thing, bro. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's super scary to me, but like there's people who don't want to be seen you know from either because people will cast judgment or 
Yeah, you know, but something the, they think something bad's gonna happen to them. Yeah, but those are the people that who I've been thinking about it since they've heard it. You know, they're yeah. like they're probably the people they're thinking like, well, they're just a conspiracy theorist and all this other bullshit and stuff like that, and everybody's just gonna second guess what they're talking about. But yeah, that's the label you get too. I mean, it's the label everybody gets when you talk fucking nonsense that actually makes sense. Yeah. You know, nobody looks at the bigger picture. Everybody just looks like, nobody thinks outside the box. Everybody thinks inside the box. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I always thought, <clears throat> I was just talking to something about, like, conspiracy theorists, and I'm like, sometimes I even think, like, what if that, in general, what if conspiracy theories are, like, things like that? There's truth in all like conspiracy theories. Reverse though. psyops or some shit like this psyops, or it's like, yeah, we're just trying to confuse the fuck out of people until you guys don't even know what the truth is, until you guys are just aimlessly wandering around like. And I think that is that thing that could be something as well, you know. You know what's funny about conspiracy? Just... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What's funny about conspiracy theories is conspiracies have become reality. That's true. And a lot of these conspiracies <laughs> that we had became true. You know, it's, it's like, like Alex Jones. <laughs> he was talking about nine eleven. Like a couple of years before it was gonna happen, and it happened, and people just always viewed him as like a conspiracy theorist nut job. Same with uh, David Icke. Oh, David Icke. Yeah, I like David Icke. <clears throat> David Icke is he's, like he spoke out a lot on uh, when COVID came out. Did he? I didn't yeah. really listen to him when uh, COVID came out. I did because I was like it was new to me, and I was but he was coming up on my feed, and I'm like. The thing I like about David Icke, I found David Icke, like, years ago, dude. I found David Icke, um, when he was talking about, um, frequencies and, like, um, um, your mood and, like, manifestations and... Like, vibrations. I'm not saying, like, manifestations are, like, poof, it happens, you know? He was talking about how vibration tones fuck with you and your mental state and, like, fear and happiness and, like, how to, how to get into your inner self and, like, meditation and, like, and, like, his belief in, like, the past and... You know, like, where, where we come from and, like, um, whether, like, Anunnaki's and all that stuff is real or whatever. But David Icke was, like, somebody that, like, I liked what he was saying about not the woke, but awakening of, of the your... The awakened? Yeah, like, of your mind. Yeah. You know, because, like, he had some real, real shit that he was saying. Like, I, I believe it. And I still believe it, you know. Mm. David Icke is... Whatever comes out of him, I don't know, but... I do believe, I do believe, I do believe and I do like the shit that he was saying in the past about like fear and, and, your, and your body set of frequencies and how you connect with your soul and how everybody's connected in like manifestations and like different dimensions and like realities and shit like that. Yeah. I believe that 100%, you know? And I know it's not popular or whatever, but I do believe like there's, a, there's something that connects everybody. You know, mm. and so I, Alex Jones. I don't know, man. I don't know he's, about he's, Alex Jones, he's, he's but. A <clears throat> but he did say a lot of shit. But he also said a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of shit that got him in trouble. You know, remember but, when he said he was retarded? <laughs> <laughs> I am a little bit retarded. <laughs> can't say we that. know. We can't say yeah. that word anymore. Right. Mentally like, disabled. But now nah, he got sued for that whole uh, Sandy Hook thing. You know. Yeah. He was saying all that shit that he was saying about crisis. Who knows? I, mean, I don't know if it's true or not. But that's a wild theory, man. That's yeah. a wild, wild thing. You know, a lot of things are coincidence, man, but some coincidences are too much of a coincidence. They thought man. that they were paid actors, right? Mm-hmm. Man, actors. It, it would be even, I mean, just to entertain the idea or whatever. Like, let's say they weren't paid actors. I could prescribe more into the idea that 
it was somebody who was maybe like manipulated or coerced into doing those certain things. So there's some people that can be really manipulated, bro. Oh, yeah. so there's oh, yeah, a like, lot of things oh, that can yeah. influence you. In this you can thing. go back to like MK Ultra, well, for sure. Like that, you know, where like like uh, mind control, right? Like you can say you can say that the 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 Batman shooting at the at the, mm-hmm. at the church, yeah, yeah, that could have been MK Ultra. Yeah, true. You know, because the guy was all drugged out and shit and doesn't remember anything. He was like, I don't know, he's all crazy and shit, you know, and he went and killed a bunch of fucking people at the Dark Knight movie. And, you know, like MK Ultra, but that, that was a thing, right? It was like, you know, train these people to be like secret soldiers and shit. You know, activate them to go do shit, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's, MK that's Ultra is real. Yeah, it's a real it's thing. Real, it's a real fucking program. Yeah. Like, it was a conspiracy. It was it was a conspiracy thing, and then it came out to be fucking real. Yeah. Like, you can probably happened. go read those cases. On yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, and it's not only that, but it, it came out. It came out with the same documents with LSD and shit. And, yeah, like, the DMT and fucking you know psychedelics and like controlling of the mind and opening of the mind. It's all the same shit. Like I just watched a movie with uh, MK. It's called MK Ultra, something like I don't know. It's a, a, a movie that came out in two thousand or something, but it was uh, showing the. The guy that was uh, doing studies with uh, drugs, with like LSD, whatever, and like he didn't have any funding, and like all of a sudden, like the CIA wanted to fund him to do his research, and they were taking his research and they were doing it too. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's just like the guy that created LSD. Pretty much the same thing. The CIA came and stepped in and shit. Was like, well, you can't really work with this anymore unless we're sponsoring it or keeping an eye on it. Shit. Like that shit. That shit. Once we can yes. weaponize it in some well, way. Well, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly what they want. Weaponize they weaponize everything. That's, right, that's how I'm like. Because with that, with I mean. LSD and, and especially with LSD, because it's such a very strong psychedelic drug. I mean, you are more in tune and more connected with so much shit while you're tripping on LSD. It's like ridiculous. Like, yeah. fucking. But I I tripped on acid once and it was fucking super intense. Yeah. I, had, like, I had a real fucking. I had a pleasure. <laughs> I never died in my head. It's like super intense because you've never done anything like that. Nah, dude, I've never. The, the the worst thing I've ever done is cocaine, dude. Like pot and coke. That's it. And I've only done coke like maybe three times in my entire life. You don't. You don't need to do it. No, but, I, but I, what I wanted to do was DMT. I wanted to do DMT because like I heard I heard about how you know it gets you in this like mindset. You know, it makes you into a different person. But it's like LSD does the same thing too. But DMT is naturally producing the brain. That's just, that's true. But LSD like, is not. I would yeah, say, bro, yeah, but it's also, bro. but it's. I've taken shrooms. So, so let me just tell you, I had a great well, trip. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, true, true. Yeah. But like the trip of of shrooms. Well, the well, it is. But the same thing. But the trip while you're tripping on shrooms is totally different than when you're tripping on acid because when you're tripping on shrooms, it could be a body high, it could be a head high, it could be you know, or a little mixture of both. But when you're tripping on acid, it's like. 10 times more intense mm-hmm. you know like especially like when I first when I first did I microdosed into acid before I ended up doing like the huge hit that I took that fucking like fucking blew my fucking mind out of my fucking water yeah yeah it was like I I started microdosed a couple of times maybe five or six times and then um we're at a friend's house or out on their farm is what we called it, it was outside oh, of town story. right <laughs> so yeah Gary's heard this story so but Right, so, <laughs> dude, it was fucking intense. All right, I'll tell you some shit that'll blow your fucking mind right now. But like, well, we went there and we went to go. We went out there to go fucking have a good time, and we did like it was a Sunday fun day. That's what we called it. Yeah, right, Sunday fun day. So Sunday fun day, we went out there to go trip and chill and just relax and shit like that. Yeah. And this is this was my first time nighttime tripping. 
all the other times were daytime tripping, which I don't mind daytime tripping. Nighttime tripping is fucking more intense. Because uh. it's dark, it's out there, you don't know what the really fuck is out there. So the way we did it, we did drops. And they did drops on gummies, and I got a little more than I should have on a drop. And when you, when you get a drop, it could be equivalent to either five hits of acid or it could be equivalent to 20 hits of acid. God damn. And especially, it's, <laughs> and it's, and especially if they're heavy mic'd, then, you know, it's questionable. Then it could be from 20 to 25. So I got, I got two big drops that could have been like 20 hits of acid that I took that literally when I took it, we walked down this road they call the, the, the eight paths to the gate, or uh, eight paths to the gate, and it's a long road that we take down this trail out on this farm where yeah. they have a gate at the end of this. But there's like little hills and there's other shit, mm-hmm. and a lot of people when they start doing fucking just haul ass down the road because at the end of the day, I mean, whether you're fall or don't, it's just like whatever little faith thing that everybody does before they do yeah. while we're out there. At the end of the road, there's a road out there where they have these fucking bullfrog ponds. You know, and then while you're tripping, like, as we're out there chilling, you know, the the sounds of the bullfrogs start to make the fucking trip more intense. So, like, to the point where it got to, like, you start seeing auras and fucking, like, fucking a bunch of other shit. Like, the stars look fucking, like, super fucking, like, in, intertwined and shit. You can start hearing what they're talking about. You can hear the frogs talking. Well, No, I mean, you would think, yeah, you would think so, but no, it wasn't like that. Like... Like it got, they got to a point where like you, the sound of the bullfrogs calm, like it was super calming, dude. Like I just laid down on the floor because it was super calming. It was relaxing yeah. and testifying my fucking trip as of, as I was getting into it. Yeah. Um. After that, we all kind of freaked out because there was cars coming by, so we like went back to where we were at down by these huts, and shit. And fucking, I got to when we got back, I sat by the fire, right? I took off my shoe. I had to take off my shoes and my socks and have my feet touch the ground because the ground was the only thing I felt. Like a hundred percent real and grounded. Mm-hmm. I had to feel grounded. You know, yeah. a lot of people talk about like no, walk, yeah. walk around barefoot because it makes yeah. you feel more grounded. It's true. Do you feel a little bit better when you fucking have your feet literally on the ground? Oh yeah, dude. And then I started staring into this fire, and then like a, um, one of our friends was playing their ukulele and shit and singing this mm-hmm. weird song, and she said, "Dude, dude, man, I literally I stared into the fire, listening to this ukulele, dude. Literally, fucking, I went into a whole." My, everything I saw literally just turned into a huge bright light and everything turned into swirls, right? Uh-huh. Everything, like, I, I saw, started seeing, like, uh, you know, what do they call those, like, um, like those horoscope things that you can twist and shit, like, uh, uh, what are they what are those called? called? Like uh, fractals? Kind of, kind of, something like, kind like a fractal, fractals. but, like, this Kaleidoscope? Started, yes, yes, kaleidoscope. There we go. Was, everything started, started turning into a kaleidoscope, different multiple colors of orange, yellow, red, oh, blue, man, everything. Yeah. You know how... Earlier, I was talking about, um, you know, the feel. Like, I got to a point where I could feel all the emotion of the world, dude. Like, oh. everything started getting connected. I felt all the anger, all the sadness, all the fucking misery, all the depression. I felt, I felt it all. It was super fucking intense. Dude. I just started fucking crying, dude, when I was fucking, like, in this trip, dude. <laughs> I got to a point where... I got to a point where I was, I was, I was fucking melting face so bad that I felt like I was a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Dude. Like I went, I, my whole body transformed into like I was, I was a puddle. I unwind, rewind, unwind, yeah. rewind, and fucking like I come out like feeling like I just took a big huge breath of air, like I yeah. just got out of the water, and then like go back in it again and shit, dude. It got to a point where after I got done with all that for like I don't know, probably like 
an hour or two of fucking like fucking just feeling like that. I got to a point where I had to take a piss and fucking I peed out colors. I could taste colors, dude. <laughs> you like, dude, it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it was it was weird because like like I could pee colors, but like, they weren't really colors, dude. But I could, I, but that's what I was peeing. Like, kidneys you know, okay, bro? Yeah, my kidneys were fine. <laughs> I wasn't fun. drinking, dude. Like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want any water either, dude. Because yeah, I felt it's like, like it's it, like one of those cartoons where you see the guys with the big eyes. And yeah, like they're throwing up rainbows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, exa- it's exa- exactly like that. It's exactly like that. It's exactly what it felt like. I know the feeling. But like, bro. but like, also, dude, it got to a point where. Like I had to, I had to keep walking around barefoot. I didn't have any shoes on. I always had to touch the ground. Um, it got to a point where I fucking like I could feel the eyes of everything around me watching me. So that's like animals, everything. I was con- I was so connected with everything. It blew my fucking mind. Were you nervous at all? Like feeling that? Because I feel like when I that happened. Well, to me, this bro, is I got, no like, because I'm just a naturally nervous person. Bro. So I did. Like, I didn't get nervous into it. Watching. I was a little skeptical because like when I fir- when I when I took the gummy that was that was fucking laced. I fucking. Like, I was right there, I watched them, and it was a little dark, and we were like, well, I'm not sure if I gave you a full drop or if I gave you two full drops, uh, and I was like, so I was like, when I, so, so, no, it wasn't making me nervous, because I already knew what I was going to get into, so oh, I was okay. like, so I was skeptical, I was like, you know, fuck it, and so I was like, fuck it, like, I took that, it. That's like the fear, when, when they say, when they say, like, when you're tripping on acid or some shit, like, make sure you're, like, in a... Good mindset. mindset well, it's a, you trip the fuck out, dude. Right? Yeah, and and this and this and this a hundred percent true. When you go into trip, when you when you're gonna go do this, you have to be on a clear mindset. Like if you had a stressful week or fucking like suddenly like, it's been like a shitty, don't go into it because like, like who, who was that? Who was that kid? Paul? Who was that kid that uh, the, the the legend of whatever whatever over there in Polo dude that. That kid that uh, supposedly oh had that sheet of fucking ass in his pocket. Oh, dude, like, I can't think of his name. Fucked up mindset. Yeah. And, like, what animal that dude that yeah. happened to that happened to somebody I know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it happened to everybody because I hear this story from a lot of different people. But this kid, like, where we grew up at, not where we grew up, but we went. But to now, school. now he thinks pretty much it's a glass of yeah, orange he juice. He thinks it's a glass of orange juice. <laughs> so <if he> t- <laughs> yeah. So if he tips over, he, he thinks he'll die. He'll die. Yeah, die. And then like he was eating like rocks. laugh at that. He was eating rocks and he's like thinking they were like three D Doritos and shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he thought he was a glass of orange juice, and if he tipped over, he'll die. Like he was like, and he, he doesn't think like he that said, more, right? He said, they said they said that he had like a, a acid in his pants, and it rained and it absorbed into his skin, and, and then he watched the dog get hit by a car. He was selling it, and then like so he he had it, so he had a whole his trip, and it fucked his whole shit. He had a whole sheet of acid. A whole sheet of acid is like a hundred hits of acid, dude. And especially if they're a highly I don't know how true the story is. I, I don't know, but I've I've heard this several story from many people, Man, and like and, that, and, and Pat and. Patch one of those people who's told me this story yeah, too. So it's like I he knows the person who yeah, it is. They said they, yeah, I forgot about the glass of oranges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to say that shit when I used to get high. Glass of oranges. Don't take me large. But die. but anyways, that's though, but, but like it's true though. But like when you're when you're when you're as for any hallucinogen though, when you're going your mindset, you have to have a cool, calm like mindset to go into it because if it don't, it will turn your trip. Because when you go into the trip, you're you are you're battling yourself and your and your and like and, it's and your. To happen, bro. It's a it's a personal thing because like you're battling your own demons and it's your own demons within yourself, you yeah. know. And I felt like when I was in my pool of water, it's just me fucking like rinsing myself out with a bunch of shit because it's like it's super intense, and it got to a point where, where um, because I was tripping with my wife and fucking and shit, and we got to a point where I have already. Calm down from everything like being like melting like super like fucking really hard and shit so like i can i can comprehend everything that's going on mm-hmm. i got to a point where i was walking around and everything's like it's like one of those like uh 
like uh, one of those epoxy painting, like like lows in the fucking black light paintings or whatever. Like it was good. Everything kind of looked like that. Yeah. You know, and it was and it was weird because they said also not to look at your hands when you're when you're tripping because like you see you don't see your skin on your hands. You see like your veins and like it's your hands or your skin is more transparent on your hands. Yeah. Which no, is I, really, which I is, remember which is really fucking trippy, but. Me, at the time, me and my wife were, I like, I was staring down in this field, and I called her over and said, and she had came over, and fucking all this other shit, and we were looking at each other, and then, like, we got this huge, and my wife, she's tripped a shit ton more times than I have, mm-hmm. right, and we both, she's experienced something that she's never experienced ever in her life while tripping and shit like that, and um, while we were tripping, like, we were staring out, out in this field and shit, and all of a sudden, we had this huge beam of, like, blue, white light just come fucking pouring down on us while we were fucking fucking just tripping and shit and it was weird dude because like as soon as it hit us it's like we were just like had this like ah type of feeling and yeah. shit dude <laughs> like it was it was super fucking weird I've never felt just anything transcending like, yeah pretty yeah. much yeah it's exactly what I felt I felt like we were transcending into something and it was super fucking I've never felt anything I like that ever in my life I was I was a spaceship I, I don't think I was in a spaceship, dude. <laughs> I don't know what it was, dude, because it was only for us. It felt like a second because, like, the light was there, and then it was gone, and we were still staring out on the field like we were at. But yeah. it was, like, it was like the most intense feeling. And not only that, though, fucking, like, I had these sweatpants, and there was, like, I tied this weird nautical knot on there that I don't even know how to fucking tie a nautical knot. Uh-huh. Shit, while I was wearing my pants and shit, because my hands were in my pocket, because that's how I kept my hands most of the time while I was tripping. Yeah. You know? And then like, it, took your pants off. nobody <laughs> took off my pants. <laughs> but like, even when I even like after at, come morning, because like when you trip, when you're tripping that hard, you're tripping for like twelve hours, dude. Yeah. And so like by come morning, like so it was like six o'clock in the morning, dude, and I was already coming down. I was I was more back to myself, understanding everything. I could see all these weird numbers just floating around. And it's get like that just out of the blue. Yeah, it's weird to say. I don't know if you ever felt that like. No, yeah, I have. And even when I close my eyes, you'll see those just those patterns will like be there. Yeah, it's just those weird patterns, and it's like, and it's like, and it's like Greek numbering type of weird shit, dude. And it's like it's weird as shit. I've never, I've never experienced anything like that, nor have I, have I experienced something like that since. Yeah. Like I don't like the last time I tripped, fucking. I did four hit. I did four hits, and I didn't even feel like nothing, it was nothing compared to what I felt like that day. Yeah. Well, that sounds like something I don't want to do. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I well, like, no, well, I do. We would do. We would do fucking like tabs rather than fucking drops, because drops are fucking whatever. Yeah. But tabs are much more controllable, because you can might. Those are like pieces of paper, like this paper, and they're like little squares, and then you just like fucking rip it, bam, bam, and it's like nothing. I, I did I'm liquid. Good. I did liquid. Yeah, I'm good. Was, that was more intense. Liquid's what, more intense than the paper. What? What was? What was your experience like? Did uh, you do that shit? Yeah, I did it. I've done acid. The first time that I did it, it I did not have a good trip, bro. No. No, I was stupid and I took it at a really <laughs> dumb time. <laughs> well, everybody usually like, does it when they I was sometimes just do it. Demons the whole time. I'm just looking up at the like. I'm with my friends and shit, but like, it was just it was average, you know. Like I feel like a lot of what you think you learn on acid is more like obtained like wisdom and knowledge wise like in your everyday life bro like if you were just to sit down and really think like man I want to ponder on this and and gain what you know because you usually go into psychedelics and you're like I want to learn this certain thing about myself or 
with, with intention, you know? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That it's, and you're it's like, based I'm going to go and think, you know, right? Like, <clears throat> right. Right. It's you're like, like, well, yeah, I don't your know what I want to do with my life. That, well, that's why you got to go in there with a clear mindset, you know? Because yeah. if you go in there with all your problems that you've already had, that's all you're going to deal this with. This brings me on to the next thing, thing that I wanted to bring up. Because psychedelics, like, is is becoming something where I think that we could really, like, help humanity, bro. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're already finding studies on how shrooms is helping with mental illnesses. Uh-huh. And Molly is helping with, or MDMA is helping with, you know, PTSD and yeah. things of that sort. And, bro, a lot of what's wrong with society now or because of this failing system is, be, is like, you know, mental illness is a, a result of that, you know, just the unnatural way that we're living. And so if we can get, like, guided ways of being able to, you know, do, like, shit like that, you know, how they have, like, ceremonies for, like, ayahuasca and stuff like that, or even with, like, a skilled therapist to be able to say, like, you know, like, what are you uncovering? It's, it's, it's funny you bring that up, because when I, when I first tripped, I, always, I said to myself, and I said to my wife, and I said to everybody else, I was like, everybody should at least trip one time in their life. That's, because, what, that's, that's why I said that. I, I, boy, because, and the reason I say that is because you view the world and everything else yeah. in a different perspective. And I didn't view the world the way I do now at the time when I did trip because I see everything totally different than what I did, than what I did before. That's, and that's why, that's why I was saying about the DMT because like, that's what I heard at the Joe Rogan podcast yeah. that they were talking about. Like, you know, like how when you do it, you you come back a different person. Yeah, you come back a different person. You see, you see a whole different perspective. But yeah, that's the, but that's what like but all psychedelics. That's what I'm saying. It's the same. That's what I was gonna say. It's the same thing as like if, when you did it and you did it. So you had your experience and you had yours. Did you feel like a different person? Like, I mean, obviously I know Brian just said you did, but how did you feel after? To be honest, I don't know. The reason why I wish I would have taken it later is because I'm still growing, bro. My yeah, brain right. was still growing, and I'm maybe like, there should be an age limit to it. I think there should be, bro. Like I still. Well, I mean, like if I you mean, th- yeah, I took it and like I think differently now. But I, I do think that it helped me think, it, it helped me bring more empathy in my life, bro, I, because I was, like, thinking about my parents and, you know, like, what they went through, and I was thinking about my life and what I'd been through, and I'm, like, it just helped open that in my mind instead of, you know, like, you know, maybe I wasn't thinking about that on a daily, day-to-day basis, but I was, like, finally thinking about, hey, man, this is, like, you know, something that, that I went through in my life. What empathetic, or what is that word? Empathetic. Yeah, yeah empathetic. empathic. With my life. Like an and, like, forgiving, bro. Because there was, like, I could tell, like, there was, I was a lot of angry, bro. I was, like, yeah. real yeah. angry at a lot of stupid shit. Uh-huh. And not that it's all the way now, because, like, now you have to be, like, an alchemist, you know. Even if you do feel, like, shit like that, bro, you have to transfume. Like, if I have anger, like, motivate. Like, use that to motivate uh-huh. people. But that's another thing. But it just helped me, like, become more aware of myself in a way, like, and I think it was more emotionally that it made me aware. You know, it all, it also helps if you do it with the right people too, because yeah. like if you're, because yeah, if you do it, if you do it with the wrong people, you're gonna have like you're you're gonna have a you're gonna have a horrible fucking. Well, it's like it's like what I said. It's like what I said uh, earlier when we were talking about um, when you speak your mind and you say whether you're on drugs or not, whatever. Who gives a fuck, right? It's like psychedelics, point of views. It's yeah. all the same shit, right? And you, you hang out with the people. You hang out with certain people, and you gotta be around the right people. It's that's always the key point. You have to be around the right people. And like when I was talking to you earlier, and we were talking about dreams and, and theories, and like and like uh, your thought process of like what you have ideas on, and like you don't know if you should tell people about them because you know like people think you're crazy, you know, and like the dreams that you're having, or like the dreams that that like that you remember whatever and and like the trippy dreams or or like not even just dreams like fucking like visions or 
whatever, whatever the case is that you may have, and then you don't talk about them and you keep them to yourself, and it's like because you're worried about what people think of you. Well, maybe those people that are around you shouldn't be around you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if they if they don't if they don't see, or not even see, but just understand, or just go with it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. maybe those people shouldn't be around you, just like the people you did the shit with. If you know you're not friends with them anymore and it was a bad trip, you know those obvious people shouldn't be around with. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like everything is connected to that concept of people that are going to be around you are going to be around you to 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 uh, for a purpose. Yeah. You know, even if it's a bad one, you know, it doesn't always have to be good. You know, yeah. but it's a, there's a lesson there, to be learned from it. Right? There's always a purpose for somebody. And then when you out, you know, you always hear that shit, right? I outgrew mm-hmm. you. You know, you outgrow your friends. You outgrow certain people. You know, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna uplift your life. And those people are just wanna stay in the bottom. You know, you can't be around them because you have to grow. Or like they say, um, you wanna be successful business, then be around successful business people. You know what I mean? You can't be a successful business and then be or around people. Somebody that, more yeah. successful than you. Yeah, right. Yeah. You always got you always gotta be open for opinions and like ideas and, and things like that. And I always that's like, you know, psychedelics aside, you know, like opening up your mind to to a different world, you know, and like going going for it, you know. Because it's like I feel like I feel like people people categorize everything like if you think differently then it's like it's you know it's not it's not the norm you know and it's like shun yeah you know yeah. it's like that's stupid that's a dumb idea yeah. man i don't like that man you're, you're so stupid. negative about you shit know, it's like <laughs> shut up man yeah like do me, you know, yeah. I'm do me but then do you have do you have the balls to be you like yeah, do you have the nuts to be you like yeah. do you really have the nuts to be you like can you can you go live this life and be a trendsetter and not a follower you know and it's like and then you have those people that think that they're leaders and like they're horrible man like they shouldn't be fucking leaders you know you know like one thing the one i used to read that i had read this book it's called the uh, like the leaf gold leaves of uh leadership how to be a leader mm-hmm. and then one of the one of the things they talked about great leaders in in the world and it had talked about like how to be to be a leader you have to be a follower because you can't lead people if you don't know how to follow you know, because you have to know what it, you know, have to know what it is to be a follower in order to, to be lead. a leader. You know, because you have to yeah. know what those people are going through. The people you're trying to lead, you need to know how they think. You need to know how to how to manage them, and you need to know how you need to know what the process is of a follower. But a great leader knows that they're a leader. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. but to lead people, you need to be a follower too. Yeah. And it's not you can't you can't just say that I'm a natural born leader and I'm a leader. And you're gonna do what I tell you to do because then you're a tyrant. You know yeah, I mean? you're right. a fucking dictator. And you rule by fear. You don't rule by grace. And, you know, sometimes it's better to be ruled by fear than to be ruled by love, you know? And I, I, I believe in that. It's better to be ruled by fear and then love. But it's... it's can't you have both? You can't. It's not, it's not the way it works, you I know? know because not. when you rule by love, then you, you, you rule by weakness. And when you rule by fear, you have no love or compassion. You rule by decisions and whatever Everybody it takes. Respects you know, and it's like, yeah, it might kill you, but that person will live. And that person is more valuable than you are. So casualties of war my friend but if you rule by <laughs> love true. i'm caring about you too I'm like, well, i don't know what to do and then nothing gets done you know what i mean it's like i don't know i'm not i'm not saying that that's the right way to think about shit <laughs> but i'm just saying that when no, I there's read, probably other ways to go oh obviously man oh, yeah. there's not just one way you there's know there's not just one way there's more than ways it's like it's like it's like where people are like what fuels you You know do you chase the money do you chase the power you know i chase the power i don't chase the money you know the, the money comes with the power yeah. you know and it's so it's 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 just different points of view shit and 
I mean, but there's different ways of thinking, though, too. But, I mean, do you have to chase the power? Do you have to? Or you can just chase the dream. That's everybody's point of view. That's what I mean. You can always chase chase the dream. You can chase the dream because everything comes what you're chasing for. I'm not chasing chasing the dream dream because I want want my dream to come true. I don't want to be a dream forever. But if you're chasing... Well, I guess if you're chasing... I don't want the dream to be a dream forever, dude. No, that's true. I want it to be reality. You know? So, it's like... It's up. It's, it's up. It's up to interpretation. However, you want to do it. It's perspective thing. I th- yeah. to, to be honest, I think there's there's any way, any way that you think that you can make it happen, it can happen. Cause that's just the way the world works, bro. If you, there's just there's just so many examples, bro. I feel like that you could probably, of as a person in bodies that be like, yeah, I got it this way, or I got to power this way, or I got my money this way. It doesn't have to be a set in stone thing. And that's what like. To relate to any entrepreneur who's a success, successful, each person has their own path, you know? Each person has their own way of how they, like, kind of, like... Do stuff and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it's, like, it's all determined on, like, how you think about it. So I don't think there's a right or wrong. I just view... I like to view how people get there. I think that's ins- what inspires me the most, and I'm, like, well, however... The star, be, the, the star be behind the success. Yeah, that's always what intrigues me the most. That's why I was asking you about, like, your mindset when you're on the grind and you're... Getting to where you're at now, I'm like, what dri- what drove you there, you know? Power. <laughs> Power drove me there, man, because I, I didn't want to be poor anymore. It wasn't money, because, like, I want to be rich, but I want the power the power to be able to say, fuck you. Yeah. That's what drove me. And have fair. nobody tell you what to do, right? Yeah, the yeah. power to say, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm my own boss. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's, that's <laughs> Fuck you. I want to have fuck you money. I want to have fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I do what the fuck I want. Fuck you. You know, that's 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 what drove me. It's power. Like, I wanted to make sure, like, if my kids get in trouble, I have enough influence. I have I have this. I have that. You know, and it's like power, dude. You know, and it's, and it's, and it's, however you chase it, man. However you fucking chase it, man. I don't, it's, whatever makes you happy, man. If you fucking, are you, if you're happy, not having a job, dude, living off the government and fucking, and just living, and that makes you happy, then great, go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're happy working at McDonald's and just starting there when you're a teenager and being fucking 40 years old and still working at McDonald's and not being a manager or nothing, just being a regular employee and paying your bills every fucking month, living check, picture by check, then then do it. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's what makes you happy, then go do it. You know, I'm not here to fucking tell you you should be better, you should do better, or I'm better than you. Yeah. It's whatever choice you want to make in life, dude. Like, whatever you feel like sacrificing and you want to do, then go do it. But I don't technically agree with people like that, but it is, hey, that's what they want to do, and that's what they want to do, man. I'm not going to sit there and fucking try to convince them otherwise, yeah. you know? But that's not the person I want to be. Yeah. You know, that's not who I I don't think I'm better than them because I just didn't choose that life. Yeah, and I, and I, and I will get upset when those type of people try to tell me that that I'm a piece of shit because you know you sacrificed all this and you're stupid go live your life and da, da, da. fuck that this is my life and this is what I'm living this is how I want to live it you know and do I regret things maybe you know what I mean certain things yeah but that's the price you pay man it's like you pay that price to 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 be where you're at you know and just like the people that don't want to do shit they're paying a the price too yeah. you know they're paying a the price of I feel like it's a, like this book I read it's like you get to choose your pain, bro. And if you don't, if you don't choose what you want to be, your pain or what you sacrifice, you know the universe will choose it for you, or you'll get a short end of the stick just because that shit happened. Like, do you want the pain of like, like I like if I'm gonna do it to the gym, like 
related to the gym. Do I want the pain of going to the gym, but the result will end up me being like, I'm going to be more in shape and feel better, or do I want the pain of sitting in my room and living with shame and regret because I didn't fucking go to the fucking gym? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I mean, you do make your own choices in that right. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Everything it d- does, like, involve choice and stuff like that, you know? And so, like, I just try to do the shit I don't want to do, but I know I have to do. And that's, like, the hardest thing that to do in, like, a day-to-day thing. And maybe I'm not right, but I know I'm learning, like, every day because I'm young still. But, like, most of the shit I don't want to do in my head that I know I have to do, I'm trying to build it where I'm just like, all right, go and fucking do it. And that's what they say. They say that do the, the, one thing that, the one thing that you dread to do, do the first thing in the morning. Yeah. Get it out of the way. And then yeah. everything else is great. Yeah. Yeah, and like the other piece of advice that I that I heard that I like is like every day is different, man. The hardest day is your hardest day is that day. Mm-hmm. But t- t- tomorrow is a different day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not the same day. You it's know? not. Yeah, but you know, I, at the end at the end of the day, sometimes sometimes we don't get to choose our lives. You know. That's true. And we don't get to we don't get to even if we try really hard, we just keep ending right back to where we started, and that sucks, man. You know, and it's like I don't know how to fix that problem. You know, I have no idea. I'm not a, I'm not a person that can fix that fucking problem, man. Even if you try really fucking hard and you just like you get a shit into the stick, you get a shit into the stick, man. Yeah. That's life. You know, life gave you cards that there's nothing you can do, man. This is. Get I guess you can live your life and be the best of the best <laughs> at whatever. You got thrown at you. Whatever you got thrown. But I guess everybody, everybody gets thrown shitty cards, man. You know, even even people that are super fucking rich, and like, they might think they have a hard life. Yeah, you know those kids. Those Everybody, kids. Everybody's dealing with some shit different than somebody that, else. No, I heard. I heard uh, in the podcast when the guy had said when they had said um, when a little kid throws a tantrum because you broke their, their their toy broke whatever, and they're like crying so fucking hard and it's like the world's ended for them because it, it's the hardest and it's true it's the hardest thing they've ever been through at that moment. Yeah. They don't know that's, anything else. Harder than that. Yeah, that's the hardest. That's that's the hardest thing that to deal with at that moment. You know, they're little. You know, you know and the same thing yeah. goes with people. Like if you if you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth your entire fucking life, you never knew hardship. And then like, when those people like go out go, in the real world and shit. No, not just going to real world, but like when those people like don't get what they want and they throw this like crazy ass tantrum, and you're like looking at them like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? And it's like, because at that moment they're going through the hardest thing they've ever been through <laughs> in their fucking life, and like they don't get the yacht that they want. You know, it's like, I want that other yacht. This is not, or this is not the Phantom I wanted. Or yeah. This is not the, you know. Like, and that's I stupid shit. purple. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and then they crying about it, and you're looking at them like, you spoiled little bitch. Yeah, for but real. In reality, <laughs> in reality that's, that's the hardest thing they've ever been through. Like, they got it's the a little bit color, of both. It's like, still a little like, bit of both, though, man. But, still... like, in that, in, that, in that look of thing, the look, of, it's like, whether you're super rich or super poor, man, it's the same fucking shit, you know. It's like, it's the hardest thing that you've been through right now at that moment. Yeah. You know, and, you, and it's how you deal with it. Like, how do you overcome it? Do you overcome it, or do you just throw a tantrum and, and then, like, people do you, cater to you? I don't fucking know. Or do you just bury it? Or do you build from it? Yeah. Or do you go back into your room and you cry about not going to the gym because you didn't want to go to the gym because you go with a tummy ache? Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. Like, like, you don't go to the gym for six months, and then you go back to the gym, and you see the same people that were there six months ago, and they look way better than you. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck, man? I should have just kept on going to the fucking gym. And I got to go see Joe Schmo over here, and he's fucking filthy shit. And when I saw him, he was scrawny. <laughs> he was bigger than me. What the fuck, you know? And yeah. Joe over here fucking kept commitment. He fucking kept on doing it. And my crybaby ass went home and didn't come back to the gym. And now look at him and look at me. Now we gotta, let me go self-load on this shit. I go home and eat a bunch of Twinkies and just say, fuck the gym and never go back, you know? Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I do. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> it's so easy to fall into that too. It is. If you let yourself fall into that, but I think I think it's part of the human nature too. Like we, I've been there. I know that other people have been there too, and it's just like, but it's all about how you get up. Like how Rocky said, you know, if you take a punch. You get back up. You get back up. Wait, what do you say in Rocky Six? It is like life is a mean and nasty world, but it can knock you down and keep you there if you let it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a badass speech you said. It, it is a badass fucking speech, speech, dude. Dude, I do so too. That shit. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you don't let down. You get right back <laughs> up. You go again. And cowards do that. You're not a coward. You're yeah, not dude. a coward. Yeah. I didn't make, make you, you like that. that. Yeah. For real, dude. That's, that's an inspirational speech right there in itself, dude. Dude, fucking Sebastian. We, we grew up watching Rocky forever, dude. We've seen every single one. I mean, like, in every single movie, there's always some type of motivational fucking speech to it to, like, Sylvester get you motivated. S- Sylvester Stallone is so, such an underrated, underrated fucking actor, dude. Did you know that that guy, he wrote? He wrote Rocky? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he well, fucking he wrote, suffered a stroke, he too. That, he, he suffered wrote. a stroke, too, when he wrote it, because that's why his eyes are well, a little fucking... I know that he wrote... I know he wrote the movie. He <clears> wrote it himself. And then he... Cause was gonna sell it. They were gonna buy it, and they were gonna give him like I don't know how many thousands. Or he, wanted, he wanted to be the. He wanted to be the main character. Yeah, and, and then he was like, him. "No, if I'm not the main character, then I'm not gonna sell this shit." And then like he got it like at some ridiculous price, whatever that wasn't worth it, and like he took it, but he got to be the main character in it. Yeah. And then he knew that that role was meant for him because he wrote it about himself, pretty much. Yeah. And that motherfucker made that such an inspirational fucking movie. And it was about his own fucking life, you know what I mean? That's like, yeah. like dude, dude took an idea, like, he, he, like whether he was a boxer or not, who fuck knows? But he took an idea of inspiration, made it about himself, and then inspired to be one of the fucking <laughs> greatest action figure <laughs> heroes Ever, in the dude. '80s and the '90s and shit. You know what I'm saying? Ever, dude. He's still like, now too. He, you know? he says yeah. some of the most positive, like maybe he's a fucking asshole as a person. Who the fuck knows? But the motivation that that guy spews out of him, dude, like. And Rocky Balboa is such a fucking stupid movie in my mind. I mean, I, I don't think it's... It's an icon of a fucking movie, right? Yeah. Dog. But man, dude, like, to, 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 to find a generation, dude, is Rocky Balboa. Yeah, you know what that's I'm true. Like, the underdog that fucking makes it. And then he goes back to become a fucking underdog. You know yeah. I mean? And then he just settles with life as halfway <laughs> decent. You know what I mean? For real. He just accepts. He's just like, I made Everybody it. I made it somewhat. He loses everything, but he's still, he's still a happy-go-lucky yeah, dude. Yeah, for know? real. With, does, it doesn't With a bunch of misery, yeah. but he still, he still keeps <laughs> going. For real. He says, fuck it. I'm going to keep going with and the smile on my face. And he's still uplifting other motherfuckers. You know? And then he does that Creed shit, and he like, uplifts <laughs> that motherfucker, dude. Just oh, like, yeah. inspirational as fuck, dude. Cancer and shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that. Yeah, he's what? In that movie, he's going through cancer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, in that movie, yeah, in the I know. Movie. I just, I just dude goes through so much shit, <laughs> yeah, but he dude. still has the power to motivate other motherfuckers, <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? It's just like that's a good movie. You know who? You know who else? You know, like deserves deserves the to be uh, talked about, dude. That's so underrated, dude. Like I feel like went through so many fucking struggles, and is such a fucking great actor, dude. That doesn't get any fucking play, dude. It's Shadow Above. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd say that too. And, he, and he's Buck. been through a bunch of shit. Shia LaBeouf to me is like one of the greatest actors out there, dude. And he gets so much shade because he's real, and people don't like him, so they try to cancel him. And that guy from from even Stevens, oh my god, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> the Transformer Falcon, 
Yeah, it's so going to be a clown or yeah. a fucking the debt collector, right? The tax collector. Yeah. Like that motherfucker, dude, can play so yeah. many fucking roles, dude. He, he does it so good. Many. He did, does it good. Do, I don't even know what, like, he played in those roles. Like, those are all new to me. Yeah, dude. I, I only know him from Fury and Transformers. Fury, and, oh, yeah. Fury was a good yeah. one, too, dude. Yeah. yeah. He did really good in that movie. And Transformers, yeah. it was all right. You know, Transformers was more like. Peter Butter Falcon was a really good Falcon was a really good Oh, man. That was a really good one. He can remind me of Brian. Like, like, literally, when I was looking at him, he reminded me of my little brother, like, you know, like, you know, like, struggling in his own fucking demons inside of himself, by himself, and, like, trying to, trying to fucking, like, figure out the world, because in that movie, like, the spoiler alert, you know, because I'm going to ruin that whole fucking movie for you, but in that movie, dude, he loses his brother, you know, he's all by himself, and, like, his brother was, like, his, his, like, his mentor, you know, and, and his, his brother, yeah. and he's trying, like, he's all by himself now, so he's trying to figure out the world by himself, like, he doesn't have a job, you know, he's... He's, he needs work and shit, and yeah, he's, he, he's, he's like doing a lot of bad shit to, to to get by and shit. And like he runs into this kid who also lost his family and is living in a nursing home who's got Down syndrome, you know. And, he, and the little kid that he's not a little kid, I don't know how old he is, but he's trying to uh, break free because yeah, he wants to be a wrestler. You know, he's got these ideas to be a wrestler and shit. So he wants and he breaks free from the nursing home and they run into each other, like run yeah. paths when they're both running away from something, uh -huh. and like he doesn't want to deal with him. He doesn't want to deal with him, you know. He doesn't want to deal with him. But he doesn't want to leave him hanging. He doesn't want to leave him hanging because he's got a heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's 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 a loner and he's like, fucking like struggling and in pain, but yet he still has a heart to to help this kid out, even though he doesn't want to. Yeah. But then he grows to like him, and like then he grows to like be devoted to him, you know, and like protect him and, and like, teach him little shit. things and stuff like that. You know, make him feel normal and shit. <laughs> and like that movie is a hard ass role, dude. But then he also played a movie. I don't know what it's called, dude. It's about it's about him. About him and his dad so it's like he plays his dad and i guess his dad was an abusive person and that's gotta be hard dude to to know your abuser and then make a movie about your abuser and be your abuser oh yeah that's gonna be tough as fuck dude like yeah. you know he had to watch a little kid pretend to be him and deal and with the same shit he did abuser that his dad was to him to the little kid in the movie yeah that's gotta be fucking rough dude the mindset oh, dude, to play dude. that role dude to play as a fucking abuser, dude. You gotta like. You're not, yeah, you like, gotta really empathizing. Not you gotta really through some trauma on that shit, dude. Right? Yeah, you're, you're like diving into like how this person is thinking and embodying that. So and in your trauma, yeah, in yeah. your own trauma, yeah. dude. Like, yeah, like even With though you're acting, that, yeah. but you're reliving it, yeah. and then you're causing the same pain to your fictional character. Yeah, and you have to relive that pain, but also be the abuser. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wonder how many times he broke down. Probably a lot. Yeah, and not I would, only that, I would imagine so. Not only that, but I'm thinking, like, he probably, like, knew he was going into this role. You know, he probably chose this role and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." For real. You know? Like, I mean, I wonder, that, I wonder what his mindset was. Like, why? You know, his why? Like, All right, I'm gonna do this. Because he's a fucking. He's a. He's a fucking. Uh, He's a fucking. I don't know. He's a. Let he's me call a, him right now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I call him. He's a fucking. He's he's a he's a he's a real actor, dude. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. he has. He's like. He's got depth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's he's a. He's an underrated. He's an underrated fucking. Honey boy. The movie's called Honey Boy. Honey boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was googling it. And. Uh, that that movie's fucked up, and it tells you about how he went to Even Stevens, and like he got the role to play on Disney. How he lived, how his mom and dad were gonna divorce, and as when he was living in, uh, when he was playing when he was playing Even Stevens, and making money from like Disney, he was living in a motel, 
you know, how his dad was the abuser, and he was like, but he's playing his dad, like, he's playing the dad character, oh, dude, it's fucking rough, yeah. it's a rough movie to watch, and then you watch him in Tax Collector, have you seen the movie Tax Collector? No, when he, when oh, he man, plays, that was a good movie. When he plays a, a gangster from LA, <laughs> working for the crowd, working for Tao and shit. He's, he's a like collecting debt collector. Oh, yeah, he's got to collect I, money and shit. Pieces of that. Doesn't he? In one part, he's like, he's like, whenever I have this in my head, he's like, I'm their god. I'm god. I'm yeah, god. yeah, god. I'm yeah. god. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't believe in it. I am the devil. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna come knocking. This motherfucker's gonna pay. I scare you, Holmes. I should. You say you're the devil. I might be. <laughs> like, that motherfucker is deep, bro. Yeah, for real. You know, with a drill and fucking killing people and shit, dude. He and goes like, pretty hard. All those tattoos are real. Like he got them all tatted on his ass, dude. Like the, the fucking clown and the. And everybody was giving him shit for it because he fucking got himself tatted. Like he was like he was a uh, racial. Uh, what is it called? Like he was he was pretending to be something. He's I know not. what you're talking about. But he was raising. He was, he was raising that. He was raising those neighborhoods. You know, like he grew up in LA and that and that type of shit. Yeah. You know. People are really quick to like. And judge. people respect him in those neighborhoods. Like they respect his ass, you know. Mm. Like the dude, the dude, the dude, dude. He did. He did one of the greatest fucking motivational speeches in the world for your generation, and you probably missed it, dude, because it was the end of my generation, the beginning of your generation, and it was just do it. Just do it. first came out because it was like shortly after he had like some mental breakdown or whatever like or some shit supposedly or whatever he was just just do it, just well, it was, and he, he was back it was after he lost uh transformers oh i don't know man. i love shot and, Buck, man like if i could meet anybody i would want to meet him dude because yeah. he just he wanted to be a rapper dude he was out there rapping and shit he was out there freestyling with motherfuckers you know kicking it up mm-hmm. you know he's like he's like the post malone of like the actor <laughs> career because i love post malone too man he went through so much shit too and I like I like I like Shiloh, man. Shiloh Shiloh is fucking dope, dude. I like I like his uh he's just underrated like a motherfucker too. Yeah. You know, and he's he's overcome a lot. And I wish I wish they would play him in more movies. And I wish they would I know he did I think, stupid they, I think shit. He, he's been playing a couple of movies but they don't promote it. Like, you know how they used to? Yeah. That's the thing about it. I don't know, man. I just think that ever since the the, the, the shit that he whatever, like he beat his girlfriend or some shit like that. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. He had some mental some break. He, he, I don't know about that, yeah, but I know like, he. I know he had some mental breakdown or some shit. Or but whatever. like Chris Brown beat the shit out of Rihanna. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Everybody still rocks his fucking music and yeah, invites yeah. him to everything. Rihanna got her fucking yeah, ass whooped, dude. She for was real. Fucking <laughs> black eye all bruised <laughs> up and shit. I swear, dude. I seen like three girls on my Instagram story like, my man, my man, the posting Chris Brown and shit. I'm like, bro, <laughs> this is so funny. And they got. I don't I'm know. like, you must have forgot. He must have forgot. He must have forgot. Do I gotta send you these pictures again? <laughs> like for real. But I, I mean, I don't know. What? This is what it, it is. What it is. I don't. I don't really know what to say about that. But I think pe- some people just look past it. Some people don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the whole cancel culture point is. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you say one fucking thing and like, you're out. You know, and it's like, everybody's too fucking sensitive. Everybody's fucking... Well, Dave Chappelle said it well. You know, when he was like, his shit when like, uh, I the guess... Trans, the trans shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, friend, also, the yeah. letter to his friend. Or yeah. The people made it seem like he was saying hate speech about trans. Yeah, and all this other shit, dude. 
It's like it's like people can't. I think that's why. That, I think that's the other reason why people won't talk about what's going on in the world right now because they're scared to fucking say anything. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody's so fucking sensitive. Dude. Everybody's a fucking Karen, dude. Everybody's a fucking. Everybody's every, a big old pussy nowadays. Everybody's man. just like too scared to say anything. Dude. Like even when I was talking to you guys right now about podcasts and watch what you say, right? Because you never know what's gonna come back and bite you later on in the future. You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you gotta be careful what you say because everybody's gonna fucking judge it. And, and it's like, do you, that's what I was saying. Do you have the balls to be yourself? Do you have the balls to be you? You know, because nowadays, it's like everybody's worried about everybody. You know, and it's like, you can't do nothing. Like, you can't you can't say shit. You have to walk on eggshells. And it's like, what's the, what is the point of that shit, dude? Like, being, I think it's to protect the way that you want people to view you. But you should. People want you, sometimes people portray themselves in a way that is deemable and okay to you know whoever's watching you so if the real you comes out and it's against everything that you portrayed yeah but that's what most of you know people on the media are but that's fake bro but that's 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 takes away from authenticity you know that's like i'm I'm just saying that's what it is i know i know but but I, i feel like when you're real bro that's when people start to like I don't know about demonize, then, but, but then you shouldn't fuck with those people because yeah. if people well, can expect, I think you should always be real no matter what. Yeah, if, say fuck yeah. it, yeah. be real. You know, they don't like it, they don't like yeah, it. Yeah, fuck them. It's like it's like what Nas said, dude. Nas said about rappers. Yeah. He wow. said he said he said uh, in today's generation. This is a long time ago, right? This is like this is like not today's generation, but he was like when he was making an interview, he said in today's generation, you you that's to say you're B. No, he said let's say what doesn't matter what letter the alphabet, right? Let's just say you're F. Mm-hmm. You're F. Everybody right now is A and B. Everybody's A and B, but you're F, right? You're F, mm-hmm. and F is not hot right now. But don't be A and B. Keep being F. Keep being F because you know what happens. One day, F is gonna be the hot shit. Everybody's gonna wanna be F, but you were F way before everybody else was F, because mm-hmm. everybody was A and B. Mm-hmm. Everybody follows a trend. Be F. Be original. Be yourself. Don't don't follow the trend. Yeah. And, like and, it, and, it, and it's true, right? But yeah. like with con- cancer culture, it became like if you're F, we're gonna demonize you. <laughs> A and B. You cannot even be F without being left alone. Like before, it was like you suck, man. That yeah, shit sucks. Yeah, so yeah. Like, we'll come back care. to that later. But now it's like yeah, you you suck. But not only do you suck, I'm gonna make sure the whole yeah, world knows you suck. <laughs> and anybody that wants to be like you sucks too. Yeah. yeah, I hate you, F. I, I don't know Keep why. Keep making I it a point over and over. You. It's crazy how like people's lives get affected by something so so <laughs> small. So stupid. Like, like literally, you could trip over something for like a whole week because somebody said something. I'm like, you're really gonna let somebody like that? I mean, but that's people. That's like letting little stupid shit get to you. And it's like just say fuck it, whatever. Don't let it get to you. Like fuck it's, it. I mean, some people get triggered. Yeah, some people do. But everybody, it's like, but that's everybody, bro. It's like, I, I guarantee you, bro. I guarantee you that if this podcast ever fucking blew up, there would be a whole genre of people saying those guys are racist. That guy's a, that guy's a fucking whatever, whatever, and then, and then like fucking everything is like horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you just can't leave it alone. Okay, voice your opinion and move on, dude. Like, but no, nah, these motherfuckers not only voice their opinion, they make movements. You know they have, to, they have to make a movement about it. Like it's like it's like fighting for world peace or some shit, dude. Until they fucking destroy you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like and it's crazy to me how how like you know like you know those fucking uh, cyber bullies or whatever your, your keyboard gangsters get so much motivation. Or like you know like how do they get so many followers? Like there's that that many sheep out there that were just like yeah I agree with you too. Blah 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 blah. Let's destroy this person's life. You know like when I was watching that shit, not just with Jay. Uh, uh, with uh, Dave Chappelle, but 
even with the Joe Rogan when they fucking were trying to destroy Joe Rogan about him taking fucking horse tranquilizer, was it a uh, horse dewormer or whatever for COVID? Oh, and yeah. all the shit that he said about COVID on there. And he would never say that that was like, he was just saying, like, hey, this is out So, here. like, people are, are like, doing it, not him doing yeah, it, like, whatever type like, of shit. And all of a sudden, like, they demonized him and they're trying to make him sound like he was some fucking nutcase and yeah. shit. And he was trying to get you to take the horse dewormer. And, and then, like, what he was saying was misinformation about, and then it turns out everything he was saying was true. Oh, yeah, by the way, this does work. Oh, by the way, that's if you are fat, you are more likely to die from fucking COVID. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, lose weight, eat healthy. Oh, COVID, you need, you need a vaccine, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get me sick. You're going to kill me. And it's like, bro, COVID to me was like the dumbest shit. I probably can't even talk about COVID because Spotify will probably take it out. But it was the dumbest shit to me when, when they were saying, get the vaccine because I had the vaccine. And if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to get me sick. That's the type of shit everybody was throwing out. But you have the vaccine, so why the fuck do I need to get it? I'm yeah. not going to get you sick because yeah, you're, you already va- you're already vaccinated for it. Those people end up getting sick anyways, too. But what was the point of that You get triple shit. boosted yeah. and still get yeah. sick. Yeah, for real. What was, this, what, what was the point of that shit? That was so fucking stupid, you know? And, like, he was against, he was not against it, but he was just he was speaking his mind about it. And had other people speaking their mind about it. And they canceled that. The cancel fucking world came and tried to cancel him, you know? And yeah. it's like they 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 run people's names through the dirt and then like they destroy them. But like my 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 thing is not my thing is not the canceled. My thing is how the fuck do those people get such a movement? Yeah, my, another thing that raises my question too is how that how do they get such a movement? I mean, it's probably like-minded people, but it's also why don't you just let people do and believe what they want to believe anyway. Like, why can't you just coexist with people? And that brings me to, like, cause something happened to me in real life. Like, I had totally opposite opinions with this dude at my job, at my old job. And, you know, I'm like, I don't have the vaccine. I don't have any of that. And I'm, I'm not, like, advocating, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. I just didn't really give a fuck, you know? I'm like, mm. come on. Like, I'm, I'm pretty young. I'm going to be all right. And, you know, I'm not, like... If I'm sick, I'm not going to actively be around people who I know can be susceptible to, you know, being sick and it'll be a risk for them, you know? So, yeah. And I kind of just told them that and, well, dude, we're like, we could still coexist, like, coexist. We could still be friends and have a civil conversation, like, Yeah, you don't have you to know? be in person. Like, I, see, phone I still or see him, like, whatever. Yeah, he's not actively trying to avoid me, like, but I showed him that, like, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about and I'm not going to sit here and try to force my opinions on you. And like, and it went vice versa with him, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why we were so tight. And also, we shared the same sense of humor, mm-hmm. and that was really what brought us together. And like, that's what brings me to my point of like coexistence. Like, you know, even if you have different beliefs, different opinions than somebody, like, there's always something that you can look into somebody and be like, yeah, we share this, we share this, and you know, like, there's something I like about him, you know, even if I don't like every aspect of him. Like, this is something, you know, we can I talk can about. It, really. about right? You know, it's yeah. like you don't always have to be like. Oh, I can't be around this person. Like, are you really gonna let somebody like? I wouldn't let somebody dictate my life just because they have different beliefs than me. Like, that would that would ruin my own reality. That would ruin the way I perceive things, and like, that would cause more energy to be drawn out that I don't need to be like fucking drawing out in that way. And I was like, that's why I really appreciated him as like somebody to work with because we could talk about like debatable shit and like not have any feeling attached to it. It's more just like. Or this is person. This is how this person is. You know. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's the problem, though, right? You don't. Yeah. You don't get the time or a chance to even 
agree to disagree. Yeah, you don't it's have to There's like, no more debate yeah. or conversation. There is no about. debate. There is. It's my way or the no way. You're yeah. wrong. You're dumb. You're stupid. Yeah. It's like it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. And that's and that's the problem that I feel like is 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 cancel the cancel network that doesn't. It's just trying to cancel everything from everybody because nobody wants to either admit that they're wrong or even admit that there's there's other options out there. Everything has to be that person's point of view or you're stupid, you're wrong, I hate you, everybody should hate you, burn and die. You know, it's, it's like, damn, way of thinking. Like, that's, a, that's a stupid way of when thinking. Did, when did we become fucking one side, One-sided shit. And that's, and that's like, but that affects everything and everybody, dude, because now I feel like the world is like that. And I think that's why we can't sit down with Russia and we can't sit down with China and talk with them because you're stupid, you're wrong, I'm right, and I don't want to talk to you because you're dumb. And it's like, okay... So and now let's have sense. a big holocaust and yeah. fuck everybody. All right, well, fuck, well, fuck you. We're just going to kill everybody and see how everybody deals with it afterwards. Yeah, well, I'm bigger than you. I'm going to hit you. So now, now, now the fucking world is destroyed, and that's just how it's going to be. That's what I hate. And I don't like it. I want to be a cancel. I want to cancel the government. Let's everybody start a movement, and let's go cancel the government on that bullshit. But start a revolution. That, but it just, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not going to understand it. And it fucking annoys the shit out of me that we're in this predicament that we are in the world. And it's, it is what it is, I guess. And we just have to wait and see what happens and how the fucking cookie crumbles, right? Well, everything will play out the way it needs to play, be played out. I mean, like you say about people like promoting vaccination without, which we all know the vaccination is all bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's, it's to an extent. It is. It is what it is. I mean, when I when I try to have like conversations with my dad, it's like I'm talking to a wall. Yeah. You know, it's like or same thing with him. Right? He probably feels the same way. When I try to have a conversation with my son, it's like talking to a wall. Right. You know, because like no points get across. But that's like that. That's gone to the extreme now, dude. It's like there's there's nothing that we can get through each other anymore, and it's it becomes something that is fucking annoying man i wish i wish we didn't have to have that situation <laughs> really, but that is what it is man i'm gonna end this podcast now and just say we'll do it next time and get who else comes out here but you guys are good yeah we're good i'm good, good. i'm good hope people like it yeah, thanks for having us on bro i'm yep. sure next time bye bye <laughs> <laughs>